0: Alright, it is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio, and a particularly unpleasant Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn, he is Griffin. <sighs> Look, we all saw it, we all know what happened. We're gonna deal with it for a couple of hours, and I already had the absolute pleasure of dealing with it on the uh, post game show over on 1057 The Fan, where. We got everything from the officials uh, took money to fix the game against the Ravens to we need to fire John Harbaugh to I blame Steve Bishotti. I mean, we got all of it on the postgame show yesterday. I said to um, there was an ESPN uh, writer who covers the Dolphins who tweeted out that he attempted to go to an establishment last night after the game only to find out that it was closed, and he a- or that they were closing, and he asked why, and the answer, let me make sure I, I quote this correctly. Are you sure we're ready to really rule out, rule out that the refs weren't paid off? Uh, well, I asked. That was uh, the legendary Dave from Salisbury who called <laughs> in, and I said, Dave, what, what do you think they got? Like, what do you think the number was? I I am interested in that. I want to make that abundantly clear. I, I, I do want to know. Uh, this is Marcel Lewis Jock, who covers the Dolphins for ESPN. I'm not going to name names, but a bar or restaurant I wanted to go to tonight told me that they closed early because Ravens fans were pissed off after the game and everything died down. And I, in, it's been a while because I don't really go out, but that checks out for me. I 100% will tell you that I have known establishments. I had a a holiday dinner scheduled with some friends a couple years ago had a reservation for this holiday dinner and as I walked into the establishment they said man sorry we're we're shutting down and I can't remember which game it was that day but I just remember it being an abysmal day on that particular day and I was like dude now thankfully after some conversation they agreed that we would be the final table they would sit for the evening I was like hey man that kind of a kind of like a friends holiday thing we've been doing it for a long time they, they they were we worked it out but i said i'm like this i don't know that there's a a bigger read the room city in the country than in baltimore it's something that i get people who are like you come off as performative sometimes there's some guy that started a burner account yesterday just tell me he doesn't like my postgame show and he never has i'm i'm not I like whatever it is. The guy started. It might be you. I mean, it might be Griffin that did it. I don't know who it was. Um, I don't think it's me. It, it, somebody started a second Twitter account so that they could tell me they don't like my post game show without me knowing who it was, right? Because it, it might be somebody I know. Um, to which I, I've, I've constantly tried to say there's a difference between the post game shows that I do and this show because what I recognize is reading the room. I'm not going to agree with you. But I'm going to understand what's going on. I can take the temperature of a city. I, it might be my biggest skill in this business is reading the room. Now, I'm not going to just go along with nonsense. I'm not just going to say, hey, that's a dynamite observation, Gill." might be Gil who created the burner account. Um, I'm not going to do that. But I understand how this city feels in the aftermath of this. We are, we don't handle these things well. Now maybe it's the same in every other city. I know it's not in every other city, and in some places, of course, they're used to. Like in D.C., I can't imagine still getting this worked up about losing a football game because you lose all your football games. I I don't I don't know what it feels like in. Minnesota when the Vikings lose I just don't know I've I've not spent enough time there to be able to understand that but Baltimore is an eternal read the room city my buddy Ivan is a huge Dolphins fan he's been a longtime listener I like Ivan he's a big Orioles fan good guy but Ivan wanted to call in on the postgame show yesterday and I had to leave Ivan waiting on hold for damn near an hour because I needed to read the room nobody wanted to hear from a Dolphins fan in this city Nobody wanted to hear, hey, we're really excited about Tua. Don't get me wrong, he played a great game. I saw it too. The first time that I've ever said to myself, they might have something. And again, I was never as down on Tua as the Dolphins were. Like I I thought Tua was pretty good. The Dolphins were the ones that wanted to get rid of him. But nobody wanted to hear that on the post-game show on the sports talk station in town. That's not... What anybody in this market wanted to hear about. So I had to leave Ivan waiting on hold for a little while to, um, to read the room. And we'll continue to read the room. We start to differentiate nonsense from reality. That's what this show has always been. The difference between the post-game show and this show has always been, let's, come, let's be like Bunny Rabbit, right? Like Let's come back to reality. Oops there's goes gravity the whole thing Mom spaghetti you know the deal I was at a, an establishment on Friday night and there was a cover band playing lose yourself and they they literally changed the last two lines of last two words of every line to "mom Spaghetti and you know what I didn't yeah, hate I it, it sounds I didn't sounds hate like it. not the worst. I actually <laughs> thought it was a decent I get the point they were trying to make they were trying very hard this is a cover band that didn't realize they were playing at like a a tiki bar on a Friday night they thought they were at the palladium. They were trying very hard. Um, We start to separate now. We start to separate the nonsense from realistic issues. Like the, I hear, I'm not going to do, I won't engage in any of the fire to fire to fire. To, at some point, if something were to go south this season, then we can have conversations about firings and things like that. The Ravens are 1-1. One one. They've lost one football game by three Sorry, four points. This is nonsense. Stop it. You're embarrassing yourself because you can't handle a loss. And maybe it's because we don't have a whole lot of other things going on in this city. Whatever it is, we don't do this well. But today is where that ends for me, where we stop it with the nonsense and we start talking more practically. Practically. My column today at PressBoxOnline.com addresses what is the single biggest problem that occurred in yesterday's game, and it's not going to be playing the blame game. This is the other embarrassing thing that we do, and I know that there are other fan bases that do this. We do this thing where we don't see the forest through the trees. People in Cleveland, if you point out yesterday that if Nick Chubb just goes down, the Browns win the football game— People in Cleveland, and and I get a cover on a game that I bet. You jerk. Anyway, um, people point that out, and the response you get is, oh, you're trying to pretend like it's the offense's fault that they lost that game? No. No. By the way, can you close those blinds uh, yeah. for me? Um, that's, that's not what somebody's pointing out when they say that if Nick Chubb goes down, went. it's saying there has to be situational awareness that playing the blame game doesn't help anything. You can't win the blame game, but you can win football games. And in Cleveland yesterday, if Nick Chubb would have slid down, they would have won the football game. That doesn't make the loss Nick Chubb's fault. It's acknowledging that they need to be situationally aware that ultimately winning the football game is all that matters. And we can get as mad as we want and say that yesterday, the blame goes on the defense. And it's the defense's fault. And the offense did everything you could ask for. But the story, the singular story of yesterday's game and of the Ravens two weeks into the season is they can't run the football. That's the story. Now, the secondary story is they can't rush the passer. But if I'm being honest, I actually think Justin Houston's played better than I could have expected so far this season. We knew they couldn't rush the passer. Now, maybe we should have known they couldn't run the football when they didn't have their guys. We can keep playing the blame game because it makes us feel better or whatever it is. We can keep pretending like it matters who's most to blame. And don't get me wrong, we'll do slaps of the helmet later. But when you wake up the next day, you have to dissect what's actually going on with the football team. Yesterday, the secondary was also depleted. In the NFL, the way it's constructed, and this has been the biggest bone that I have about how the Ravens have built their defense. Someone would argue they deserve to beat their defense. They should beat their defense after yesterday's performance. Has been the idea that you have to build from the back. The idea that the analytics say that's how you build a great defense. When over and over and over and over again, it seems to me like the difference in winning football games tends to come down to whether or not you can make a play up front in the backfield. That when you allow an opposing team with a quality quarterback and quality weapons the opportunity to open things up and throw the ball on three to four downs, the rules of the NFL do not allow for coverage to be what will win you the game. Can I prove that scientifically? Not necessarily. Do, do we all remember what happened in the Super Bowl last year? I mean, I watched it. Do we remember what the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl the year before to the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you remember that the one time the Ravens have beat the Chiefs, the standard in the AFC, the play was made in the backfield to win the game? Which doesn't mean you abandon the secondary. It doesn't mean that you don't attempt to have a good secondary. It's that... I'm alarmed by how the Ravens have built things. But the secondary part to that, and the part to me that stood out like a sore thumb yesterday, is the part where you also have to help your defense in a league where the rules don't allow for the defense to have a 50-50 footing with an opposing offense. By not letting the team that you're playing against have the ball for 10 minutes more than you on a day where you had a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. How does that happen? You know the answer. Because your running backs ran for a grand total of 29 yards, and that includes Patrick Ricard. You know the answer. The Ravens Lost the football game, sure, because the defense was putrid in the fourth quarter. But the defense was putrid in the fourth quarter because you gave them the opportunity to be. Four touchdown drives in one quarter. In a quarter where you scored points. You have to, must. I went through this a year ago to say, hey, well, Lamar Jackson can be your running game, and obviously was yesterday. That doesn't work. You are asking entirely too much. I want Lamar Jackson to run. I was thrilled to see Lamar Jackson running yesterday. But he can't be the entirety of your running game. You have to be able to choke clock away. There's nothing wrong with having three touchdown plays of 75 plus yards. I'd never say, you know, take touchdowns back and prioritize clock over scoring, but you gotta be able to do both in the NFL. That's how the league has been set up. The rules have been created to benefit offense. You put a depleted, banged-up secondary where even the guys that were playing were not fully capable of staying on the field yesterday. You ask rookie mid-round picks to have to defend Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and you're going to get this. The way that you don't is by running clock, by establishing the run, and this isn't a Greg Roman thing. This is you keep coming back to blame. I don't know who's to blame because they still don't have their pieces. This is a difficult conversation to have. I don't know what this looks like if J.K. Dobbins comes back in the coming weeks. I don't know what this looks like if Gus Edwards comes back after that. I don't know what this looks like if you actually put your blocking tight end on the field. And I don't know what's going on there either. It's it's very awkward. I don't know what this looks like if Ronnie Stanley comes back at some point. If Tyler Linderbaum improves, because, yes, it's been a mess so far. And I'm not blaming the snap on him. I get it. The snap, was that's on Lamar. Lamar was pretty good yesterday. I'd be willing to give him a pass on one. Tyler Linderbaum was not particularly good yesterday. But hopefully, as he gets more experience and continues to work his way back from this injury and is out there, he will be. Hopefully, the things that everybody said about him going into the draft will prove to be true. And at some point, we'll be able to look at all of that and have a, a, bigger, a, a bigger picture of whether or not this can work. At the moment, the answer is obvious. It cannot. At the moment, the Ravens cannot run the ball. And at the moment, when you can't run the ball, you are inviting these types of things to happen. Now, there's conspiracy, of course. If they were playing the Patriots yesterday, I don't believe that the Patriots, Mac Jones and his playmakers, would be able to pick apart the Ravens the way that the Dolphins did. It required having truly special wide receivers on the field. I mean, Tyree Kill's a garbage person, but he's obviously a a dynamic football player. Jalen Waddell seems to be a decent person and is also a hell of a dynamic football player. There was conspiracy involved. But in two weeks when you play the Bills, if you can't run the football, you're going to get your ass kicked. Spoiler alert. If you can't run the football against the Bills, they're going to whoop your ass. You have to be able to run the football. The most prolific passing offenses that have ever won a Super Bowl had something else in common. They've all run the football. Greatest show on turf, Marshall Falk, 90 yards a game. Even the Chiefs a couple years ago, when you don't even remember who the backs were, were getting more production from their running backs, Le'Veon Bell and Damian Williams, averaging over 80 yards per game combined. The most prolific passing offenses in the history of winning the Super Bowl knew you had to run the football. You use that prolific passing offense, you build up a huge lead, you make sure that your opponent doesn't have the opportunity to get back in the game by running the ball. It ain't hard. I hope the Ravens are becoming a prolific passing offense. I'll settle for keeping some of this and mixing it up with the run and having a balanced attack. without being able to run the ball, with your running backs. I want to make that clear. With your running backs. It's hopeless. We don't know the answers yet. You don't have your running backs yet. And we got to remember, this is one game. It's week two. I get it. It was ugly. It was putrid. It stinks. It's rotten. It's foul. But it's week two. There is a very... Long way to go, and the injuries will probably determine the fate of this team as much as anything will. When do these guys get back onto the field, and how do they look when they do? Because if this is still a topic of conversation come week eight, they probably won't survive. I mean, honestly, they probably won't. I can't hide from that. They probably will not survive if we're still having this conversation in week eight, if we still don't know with confidence that Ronnie Stanley can be Ronnie Stanley, if we're still wondering if J.K. Dobbins is going to get back to looking like the guy that we thought we saw two years ago. They have to run the ball. Period. End of story. Have to run the ball. I hope that Tyus Bowser's return and David Ajabo at some point can help with getting after the quarterbacks. I hope that's the case too. But whatever they do defensively, if they don't run the ball, if they're not capable of working clock, irrelevant. You're not winning a Super Bowl that way. Get me your slaps in the helmet. We will discuss them as the show moves along. It's always the same story. Five Ravens, this time the guys that you blame, the ones that deserve scorn. Two must be offensive players, two must be defensive players. Rank them five to one. Number one's your anti-man of the match. We'll discuss that later on in the show. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars, Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Let's uh, find out what uh, this man thinks of what he saw yesterday. He of course is a Super Bowl champion. You see him on WJZ. He's our buddy Kadri Ismail and he's with us now here on GCR. What's up, pal? How we doing?
1: Wow, I'm doing great. I think I know <laughs> my football analyst hat is kind of turned around upside down backwards, but uh Ooh! What yeah. a game!
0: What yeah. a game! Yeah, that was uh, that was something yesterday, Kadri. I know you tweeted about it this morning. Um, I, I'm not I'm not trying to pretend like you know yesterday is the offense's fault, but this is the NFL in 2022. You got to be able to run the football. Like you have to be able to run the football. You have to be able to work some clock. I I cannot believe that on a day the Ravens had a 21 point lead in the fourth quarter. They were out time of possession by 10 minutes. It is unfathomable to me how little. I get it. They don't have their guys. I understand that's a huge factor, but no matter who's out there, I can't believe how little these running backs are capable of getting the ball down the field in any way.
1: Yeah. So, like, when you see the numbers, that's when it it just pops off the screen. Like, I knew last week, Jets game, okay, you know, hey, first half, maybe a little rusty. Then the second half, I figured, you know, at some point they're just going to put them away and they're going to get these big runs, and it just never showed. And then when you look at this week's game, well, what is your excuse? You know, first week to second week usually make your biggest jump. And right away I knew I was concerned and that it was going to be a long day running the ball. When you saw Kenyon Drake, he gets the ball. It's, you know, between the guard and center, I believe, and – it's like he was patient to the hole. He, he was about to accelerate. And then I'm like, oh, my God. If you get into that second level, there's really no one back there because they're so aggressive at the line of scrimmage and trying to, you know, pressure the offense and, and what they, you know, have that kind of all-out blitz scheme, whether it be run blitz or even pass blitz. And he kind of trips up. I don't know if his thigh hit his offensive lineman or right. what, whatever. He just tripped. And I was like, no, 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 you can't, you can't do that. You gotta get up. You gotta go. So it just was, it just, oh just man, the absence of that run game and and what this offense is trying to be, it 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 really hurts them. It,
0: it, Kadri, is it a is it as simple as just being a personnel problem? That look, this gets solved. Just as soon as the Ravens get J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back, they they need backs that are more dynamic. These guys aren't dynamic anymore. Or is there a bigger problem with this scheming? A lot of people pointed out they continued to try to run up the middle when they were trying to run the ball yesterday. And, you know, there just wasn't any push coming from up the middle yesterday.
1: Here's here's how it it goes. When you're, you know, looking at the the, uh, schemes of a particular defense or offense, during the week of practice, like, all right, cool. Huh? Man, I think if we can, you know, reach the inside shoulder of the guard and, or the three technique, excuse me, with our guard and by reaching that inside technique and we seal him off, man, there's some room to be had. Boy, look at that. They had a big run because there's some room to be had. Man, these guys are out of position because there's some room to be had. And so you develop your, your, your game plan. But this is what gets me like, once you develop it, it's 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 not just the scheme. I mean, the scheme is a scheme, and like I said, the film is a film. But it's it's like, all right, we gotta execute it, and we gotta create push. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, if if I'm if I'm a coach, what do you want me to do when it's game day? And you know, we all heard the saying, "Hey, it's not about the X's and O's, about the Jim's and joes, and mm-hmm. all those things." and When it comes down to it, you know, Lamar Jackson, or even Tua, or heck, even Tyree Kill. I mean, you know, guys have skill sets that make you as a coach look good. You are just trying to put them in the great or better positions to have their, you know, skill sets thrive. And I thought yesterday on the goal line and a couple of short yardage situations, the offensive line, I mean, you're in that position you know, like WTF, mm. what what are we doing here? Are you saying that you can't move that guy in front of you? Well, I can't help you. And now it's time to reconsider who you are.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I, I mean, look, I know it's been struggle for Tyler Linderbaum in particularly early on. And I get it. You know, he he missed time and, you know, he's sort of making up for that in his development. But if you're going to be out there, that's what it comes down to. If you're going to be out there, you've, you've got to be better than this, right? It's,
1: I mean, it's him, it's, you know, Morgan Moses, you know, a couple of times they went to the right side, and I was like, well, well let, me, let me just, no, uh-uh, he didn't get any push. Boy, gosh, he actually kind of got stalemated at the goal line a couple of times, and I was like, well, you know, okay, it, it, it'll clean itself up. It just never cleaned itself up. Across the board, you know, you you... You just look at their their run production across the board, and then it comes down to it where, you know, you make it happen. You don't trip. So you don't trip. You go 79 yards, and you're in the end zone, a.k.a. um, Lamar Jackson. Whereas if you are number 17, now you 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 trip up, and, and now you get the old proverbial, hit the ball up against the turf because you're like, oh, I could have. Man, you just – it's one of those things where the execution, you got, you got to have it. You got to have it. Uh, this team is, is a dynamic team in the making. Like, for example, I'll give you an example. Zero Blitz, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about it last yep. year, and I kept pointing out, literally, Sammy Watkins, I don't know why, but – Lamar threw a dime of a ball and I don't know if he accelerated, decelerated, wanted to, you know, did he feel like he was running out of real estate? Obviously down in, in, uh, Hard Rock stadium, it's, it's that, you know, old baseball, you know, field portion where, you know, you really don't have much of an end zone because of the way the, the stands are, are. So it's, you know, you run out of real estate like extremely quickly. And yet he, he, you just didn't accelerate through it. Okay. Well, again, I was saying, look, it's a receiver's dream to have zero coverage. It's a receiver's dream to release off the line of scrimmage. No, you can be as aggressive as you want when you're running away from your guy that you beat. And if your quarterback hits you in stride, woo! it's 88 out the gate. Well, number seven got the memo. Because homeboy ran a gorgeous slant route against an extremely good corner in Howard, and then he just did his thing. Um, Great release, snatched the ball. I mean, snatched it out of the air with his hands and and just took off. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, what what are we saying now about, you know, Greg Roman? Greg Roman, it wasn't his fault last year when you, you know, if, if a dude, you know, Slow down, well, it ain't, so I guess you don't, you, you don't praise him, I guess, if he put, he put them in position to to, to succeed, right. you know, the coaching staff, you know, put the, the, the technique out there for the guy, now the guy has to assimilate that, own it for himself, and say, yo, I'm going to be confident against this top level corner in Howard, I'm gonna make I'm gonna bust that move. I'm gonna do it. And then at the same time, me said quarterback who everybody's tripping on, as far as, oh, he can't throw an accurate ball on him, which is a bunch of bull anyway, because of the fact he's been doing it his whole career. <laughs> but I digress. He throws a dime and off they go. Like yep. it was it was just an awesome display. And then at the same time, yes, there were some gaffes because of execution. And and you, you just got to be better.
0: Nah, Kadria smiles with us. By the way, I appreciate everything you said because, look, Lamar was brilliant yesterday. And for the most part, I thought Greg Roman called a really good game. I don't the, – the run game thing, and I know that there are people that roll their eyes because they're like, hey, you remember the defense? I hear you. But this is the NFL in 2022. You have to help your defense out because the rules don't allow for your defense to be the 2000 Ravens defense any longer. Like, it just – that's you can't do that anymore. Um, the run game thing, I don't know that it's Greg Roman's fault. I, I I, don't know, and I also, I'm just, I'm a little worried, Kadri, because we keep saying, hey, Ronnie Stanley will be back at some point. But I hope, you know, like, I, I hope that's the case, but we've been, you know, we're, we're talking about him almost like he's the, the Loch Ness Monster at this point and whether or not he's actually real. Um, as as far as what lingers from this, right, because there is a part of me, Kadri, that still comes back to this is one game in week two of an NFL season. Um, I remember you guys playing a game against the Jaguars early in the season in 2000 that was nothing like any game that you guys played for the rest of the year. Now, you guys won that one, obviously, and that was quite pleasant, but you came, became a very different team as the year went on. I am willing to say I think sometimes these things just happen. I guess on the other side, I am I remain concerned about what they're offering as far as getting after quarterbacks. Um you know you built the team the way that you did you built for a strong second secondary and that let you down yesterday i know they were depleted and banged up but we we kind of knew coming in how thin they were in the edge rush and it it's it's panning out so far um hopefully Tyus Bowser helps fix that hopefully David Ajabo comes in at some point but they've got to start generating more of a rush at some point don't
1: they a great pass defense starts with Pressure on the quarterback, period, end of discussion. And I think this league, yes, you're right. It is slanted towards the quarterbacks. Um, offensive play, excitement, all those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you also look at it, yeah, there's some, there's some, some uh, plays to be had if you're a, a skilled you know, pass rush specialist. Uh, there's some plays to be had if you can, you know, scheme enough to really collapse a pocket. There's some plays to be had if you're, you know, in the secondary and, and you know your 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 skills, your communication, and everything is on point. So defensively, there's some plays to be had. It's 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 not all one sided, as everyone is saying. For whatever the reason, the defense has sucked. Badly in pass defense for going on well over a year. They were dead last last year, and the way they looked yesterday, mother of pearl. Mm-hmm. And it and 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 the Jets shot themselves in the foot, you know, the week prior. So did they get after Joe? Ah, uh, yeah, there they did. But there were some plays there that you know their their receivers. Let Joe down. I'm like, dang, well, that was a good. Ooh, boy, I could see. Oh, uh, boy, that wasn't good. So, whatever that is that you need to do to fix it, it needs to be fixed quick, fast, in a hurry. From the standpoint of what you're saying, hey, you know, Jabu Bowser, you know who who's out there? Well, whoever's on the field right now, you know that group needs to, you know, hey, we got to figure out a better way of getting after it. I know fifty. That dude, he, he's doing his thing. I, mean, I, th- I think others need to step up.
0: That, it's a fair point. I mean, I think Justin Houston is doing just basically any everything that you could have asked from him at this point in his career. It's just tough to ask someone who's approaching 35 to be the one carrying you in this department. Um, and Kadri, and I'll just follow it up with, are, are, you, are you panicked after yesterday? I mean, it was so alarming the way that it happened. Or 24 hours later, are you more in the place of saying – Look, it's one game. Crazy things happen in the NFL. You know, We saw a lot of crazy things happen in the NFL yesterday. You point out the Jets. Um, it's, it's not the overreaction maybe is a bit too much.
1: It would have been an overreaction a bit too much until you start looking at all the next-gen stats-type stuff that is coming out on social media. The 711 games... 711 yeah. football games yep. when you're leading by three touchdowns or more and and you blow it yeah. well it wasn't blown until yesterday it was not in OT not blown until yesterday like it's so, so so yeah I mean it's not ring the alarm, the season is, is, is over. No, that's stupidity because this is the NFL. There are going to be ebbs and flows. Heck, look at New England. New England was left for dead. Look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was like, oh, man, they're, they're going to be competing now. Uh, AFC North, you know, look out. They, they just went into Cincinnati and, and whooped up on them. But then what happened? okay now you just saw how they looked against the new england patriots so again it is a week to week league. you've got to bring your game but at the same time you also got to point out what is hurting your game i think this conversation between you and i and whomever else might or might not be listening because people want to comprehend what they want to comprehend i am saying that it isn't about panicking but it is about looking at yourself in the mirror which i'm sure they're doing right now and over at the Castle, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure they're saying to themselves, Mother of Pearl, Jesecki, cannot, we cannot have nine. There's 11 guys on the field. I just literally in my mind, because I'm not good at math, there's 11 guys on the field. And if two rush, so 11, 10, 9, that means nine guys drop back into coverage. Jasecki cannot, you cannot have him catch that touchdown pass. And you are Marcus Williams, who is feeling really good and brilliant about what you do as far as catching interceptions and film study. Or if you're, um, you know, Clark, and you're feeling like, yo, hey, man not only um, was I kicked off that they drafted a guy, but you know what? This is who I am, and I'm smart and heads up. I'm not clowning them. I ain't tripping. I am, Don't put this out there on some social media platform like, out. Oh, look at the former player. Bullshit. Excuse me. You're but good. all I'm saying is is that, listen, listen, McDonald literally put you on a position to succeed. You cannot have that guy running down the field and all three of you Because I believe, I think, maybe I'm wrong, I could be, we'll look at film, I believe Kyle was in there too. So all three safeties, looking at homeboy, jump up, climb the ladder, catch touchdown pass, and from that point forward is the beginning of the end. And I believe there was only two guys rushing, so therefore if there's 11, minus what? uh 11 yeah. minus two, two is, is nine, nine. Yeah. okay nine. all right so boom okay that's all i'm saying in the discussion
0: you. i hear you i love you man you are so god i love i get when we get you fired up i love everything about it uh quickly uh missile training missile training
1: is simple spiral movements versus linear movements you want to get out of pain you want to get out of dysfunction holla at me it doesn't matter the age you want to get faster as you're an athlete a growing person that is ready to go take your game to the next level holla at me dm me i will more than put some protocols together to help
0: you love you dude appreciate you man thank you for doing this we'll talk to you soon All right. always at at, at iamcadria smile on twitter is how you follow him uh boy he is fired up today um you know you can't get me to argue Got a lot of guys in coverage. Somebody's got to make a play. Fine. Fine. I can I can certainly question the strategy. I mean, I, I have no problem questioning the strategy. A lot of uh, IR being directed towards Mike McDonald. Is this really, like, br- leaving that many guys back in coverage? If somebody's getting behind you, what are we doing? I mean, what, what what are you doing? But, I mean, part of it is you were dealing with what you were dealing with. Brandon Stevens didn't play. Clearly, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters were not 100%. It's not an excuse. It's a, this to me, is why you can't leave your defense in that situation and why you have to be able to get something more up front. Have to. Having a day. Having a day over here. Hey, today's show also brought to you by the uh, all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The perfect ceramic Mm, sorry, tailgate or home grill, to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today at GinsuGrills.com. And anytime you're at a Ravens home game this season, stop by, see uh, lovely Griffin. He'll be hanging out at Hammerjacks for the Mother's Tailgate and see the uh, Press Box Ginsu Grills tent for uh, free samples and contests. When we come back in, we will dig into slaps to the helmet, uh, look about uh, some other things that happened in football this week um reed is going to check in at some point as well as we continue on a monday edition of glenn clark radio And food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery.
2: That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night.
3: Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your
4: local Toyota dealer today. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. The ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit
5: mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall, we've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com/slash/pressboxonline and facebookcom slash sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com/slash/radio. So join us live on the Bat Around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at
0: Pressbox Sports. Come in for glory burgers, glory wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sport. Check out Jeremy Kahn's Daily Picks at
3: Pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't
0: think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Hey, we've mentioned Tyus Bowser's name a couple times this morning. Tyus will be with us tomorrow night Skip Jack's Crab Deck in Middle River. Oh, I don't know what that was, but uh because uh you're going to be all right? Yeah. Okay.
6: Oh, it's because uh, ESPN was open. That's my fault. They like playing videos. They have
0: a thing. <laughs> I would make sure we don't, maybe do that on a different computer, would be the, uh, the yeah. plan for that moving forward. Um, anyway, we're going to do the Tyus Bowser show tomorrow night. Tyus and his special guest will join us. We will be at Skipjack's Crab Jack. P- the old Crab Jack. Everybody knows that. Crab Deck in Middle River. Hope to see you there. I know everybody's frustrated. But you're still going to get the opportunity to meet some of your favorite Baltimore football players and hang out and have a great night. And we will put it all to bed, and then we will move on to the next one. That's how it'll work. We will put this to rest, and then we will start thinking about New England on Sunday up in Foxborough and other things. That's uh, that's the way the Tyus Bowser show works. It's a partnership with press box and great it's great Eights memorabilia. <laughs> brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash bowser. If you miss it live, you'll be able to hear it Friday night, 8 o'clock on 105.7 The Fan. We will see you tomorrow night, Tuesday, September 20th, at Skipjack's Crab Deck. Not the other Skipjack's. Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. (sighs) Now let's uh let's dive into slaps to the helmet let's do that we'll uh dish out some slaps and then well, should we do do we do the picks recap first or do i don't know i never remember how we do this i think think we do yeah i think we picks picks recap first slaps all right we'll try to do that quickly because obviously everybody's it's the ravens that everybody's concerned with today um your boy had a great weekend as it turns out which is odd because like an idiot i picked nebraska but yet is it somehow i managed to go six and three for the week um quickly uh go game by game we made nine picks this week uh maryland smu it was hairy maryland as andrew Steka pointed out the penalties are a problem but not enough of a problem that they ended up uh losing the game maryland wins uh 34 27 they the balls of michael oxley to go for it on fourth and nine do you you went to the game right yeah did you stay the whole time no
6: i did not well, when did you leave? I left, I think, in the third quarter.
0: Well, that's kind of lame. Yeah.
6: Well, my friends wanted to go. We just we, we finished competitive- watching. Yeah, we finished watching the game at, at his apartment. It was so a highly competitive <laughs>
0: football game. You left in the third uh, wait, quarter. My
6: my friend was having something going on, and so we were like, "All right, I guess we'll go." And then we watched the you rest. Paid for game. tickets? Yeah. It was cheap. It was very cheap.
0: Yikes! Uh, the balls <laughs> of right. Mike Oxley, man. Fourth and nine. Fourth and nine in a tie game. Wow. Wow. Um, but it worked. It, uh, it worked, and uh, Maryland holds on for a 34-27 victory, which is pretty important. Um, you know, their path to bowl eligibility, they, they clearly could not run the risk of losing to SMU given what's ahead in Big Ten play. They step up big time this coming Saturday when they travel to Michigan for a noon kickoff on Fox, but uh, myself, Griffin, Paul Valley, and Kyle Ottenheimer all got that. Uh, BYU, not competitive with Oregon. Not ready for prime time. Not at all. Uh, only uh, Griffin, pa- Griffin Proctor, and KZ had Oregon who um, they were giving three and a half points, but they won by 21, 41 to 20. Uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, I'd just rather not discuss it.
6: <laughs> I know. I uh, thought they'd be
0: competitive. The- Nebraska like- never. They might lose a lot, but they don't lose by double digits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they lost by five touchdowns. Um, I I guess maybe Urban Meyer is not going to be their next coach. There's some reports that perhaps the, that that Nebraska is not interested. I don't really know why Urban Meyer would want the Nebraska job. I st- I know that things went south in Jacksonville, but I still think he is a commodity as a college coach, and so I think that he would look for something with a bit more stability than that. Although oddly, also somebody has. There have been rumors about him in Arizona State, which is now available, just because it's the location. Like, once you're older, you'd like to go retire somewhere like, you know, at Phoenix. So, I don't know. I, I don't get that at all, but whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, Paul, Proctor, Kyle, and KZ all got that one. Thursday night, uh, the Chargers with one of the great covers uh, of the ages with Justin Herbert, broken ribs and all, going down, getting you a cover. Man, oh, what a hero. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, everybody except Proctor and Stecca got that one. They say they say good teams win, great teams cover. That's a great point. Uh, Lone Wolves had a good week this week. Paul Valley Lone Wolf in it on a line that made no sense, but as it turns out, I guess made sense. Um, they got it by a half a point. Pittsburgh uh, was getting two and a half points at home against New England, and loses by three in what I went to understand was just an utterly unwatchable football yeah, game. That so. most of the country the was Steelers.
6: Getting. I think might have had a chance with their their punt returner uh, Gunner Olszewski or whatever yeah. his name is. He he muffed the punt. Ah. Like, I think in the third, and uh, that'll, that'll, they got a big stop. Or or you know what it was? Cam Sutton dropped an interception. Okay, and they punted. And they, they muffed the punt, and then the Steelers got the – or the Patriots got the ball right uh, back. Right, yeah, uh, so.
0: Only Paul Valley was on the Patriots, job, so he Paul. steals a point there. Uh, Tampa New Orleans was was a slugfest, <laughs> like literally and – I mean, yeah, both. <laughs> it was a defensive battle, and then it turned into a slugfest when they started throwing blows. Uh, Mike Evans gets ejected. There's some word that maybe there could be some bigger penalties coming down from uh, the on-field fight in that game. I mean – Ultimately, Brashad suspend uh,
6: Lattimore and Mike Evans the next time these two teams play, or the rest of the time these teams do two, these. Because uh, every at, time they see as each other. a Mike
0: Evans fantasy owner, I'm going to agree to disagree. <laughs> agree to disagree about well, for
6: that. For the for the health of the league, for the, uh, for the betterment of the of the game.
0: Brashad Perriman was the hero for the Buccaneers. Go figure, the hero, Brashad Perriman. Who uh, caught the big touchdown to get them going as the Buccaneers Good. win that game 20 to 10. Good My, for him. Myself, Paul, John Proctor, and Ken Zales got that uh, big story in the NFL yesterday. Trey Lance gets knocked out early. He's done for the season. So the 49ers end up looking genius for keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. Not that we think that they're like gonna go win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, but they won't fall apart with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. Um, they had no problem with San Francisco, 27-7. to seven. They cover the 8.5 there. Myself, Griffin, uh, John Proctor, and KZ all get that point. it like says I, a theme here of somebody who hasn't, oh, we'll who get hasn't there. had their name called. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, like I said, Lone Wolves had a good week this week. Your boy was the only one I know, on I Houston, good plus 9.5. I just didn't understand what we saw that like made us think that Denver should have been favored by 9.5. Look, I'm not surprised Denver won. I, I guess I'll say I'm surprised by how poorly they played. They, they've looked like doo-doo through two weeks. Um, you start to wonder a little bit about Russell Wilson, I guess. I, I, I don't know how you don't. Um, you certainly start to wonder about Nathaniel Hackett. But they ultimately won the game 16-9, to so they get their first win of the season, but they did not cover. So your boy is the only one who gets that point, which was critical in determining who won for the week. And then I wish I would have been wrong about this one. Um, I was totally cool with a 38-35. Like at 38-35, I was like, oh, my God, the Ravens can win and I can somehow get this one. But it wasn't meant to be. Dolphins win 42-38. So myself and uh, John Proctor were the only ones that were on the Dolphins to cover the three and a half. So we both get that point for the week. That's Ron and Owings Mills. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll let let Ron uh, buzz in. For the week, I led the way. Good news, I led the way. at six and three. Bunch of guys at five and four. Paul Valley, John Proctor, Ken Zalis all had solid weeks at five and four. Tough week for uh, Griffin, but four and five didn't lose a ton of ground there. Four and five's not so bad. Uh, Kyle Ottenheimer, after a strong start to the season, he actually falls behind me as he went three and six this week. Uh, he always likes to say he's an NFL guy, but he went one in five in NFL picks this week, which is really bad. But what if I told you there could be worse? The story of the week in picks <laughs> he went 0 six in NFL games, which is crazy. But even more crazy, he went 0 and nine. For the week. Now he tells me there has been an 0-9 week before. I'm not sure I believe it. He's gonna have to do the research and figure out if there actually has been an O-9 week before. How long before. have you been doing this picks conference? I don't know, a few years. I mean, I it all runs together, Griffin. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. It's been like like Aaron Lewis said once upon a time, it's been a while since I could hold my head up high. It's been a while since we've been making picks. Um oh and nine. 0 oh and nine. So, so last week when I said, I'm not convinced that Steka isn't purposely trying to throw this. Remember how I said that as we were making picks, yeah. that I think there's a chance he's just looking for an excuse to come home again? You said he, that after week one. Yeah. But I said it again yeah. as, we were making, as I heard his picks last week. I was like, really? Really? Um, Stetka says, I'm coming home next week. I don't need an excuse to come home. <laughs> I, Andrew, I think maybe it's possible you just want another excuse to come home. 0-9 oh for the week for Andrew Steka. The separation between first place and sixth place in this contest currently is four games. The separation between sixth place and last place, seventh place, is five games. Andrew Steka is the worm currently by five games. Stecca sits at 6-19 on the year. <sighs> not great. Griffin, of course, is second to last, so he can't be feeling good about where he is, but again, he's closer to the top of the table than he is to the worm, which is Andrew Stecka. Of course, again, we're playing the loser, has to eat the worm burger, has to perform a worm, has to take a stink face and dress up as Dennis Rodman.
6: So I think my strategy should just be I'll just go the complete opposite of whatever Steka does. I get, you, all, the, I get uh, all the picks too. Uh, so. uh, if
0: we get to that <laughs> point, what ends up happening is Steka starts sending them to me. Ah, uh, okay. So you don't know what he's picked. If we I, get I to don't a plan place on doing that. But. In the season. Or if like we notice next week that all of your picks are the same, then we start having Steka send me his picks instead of sending them to you. We We prevent that from being something that we allow to happen or okay. Steka actually okay. we could probably say hey you could send them in as the pick or you have to send me your picks before right. like we have okay. to do okay. something like that in order to prevent there from any any chicanery got it i don't i don't, pl- I don't
6: i'm not going to try to do that but, um, but uh, uh, anyway, I it's, mean yeah, it's, good, it's good strategy Casey
0: holds on to the top of the table but he's now just a game in front of both myself and John Proctor Kyle is two games back Paul three games back Griffin four and as we mentioned Steka is nine a little bit of cash at the top of the table of course the bottom of the table the worm is what you're trying to avoid being uh, Picks Recap also brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Maryland where I would encourage you to not bet with Andrew Stecka whatever you do do not bet with Andrew Stetka. Best place to be for watching and betting on all football games and all of the big events throughout the course of the year. Uh, you should have bet with me on the um, Triple G uh, Canelo fight, as uh, Canelo, by decision, was always the play in that. But the best place for betting on and watching all huge events, but all primetime football, Sunday afternoon football, the place to be is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Or me with the Falcons plus ten and a half. Yeah, uh, was that your pick? I yes, forgot about that, my, that. That was my yeah, pick. didn't look pick. great for a while. So you don't. That's uh, true. It did not look good. Uh, you don't have to wear the the sign anymore. Yes. I don't even remember what my. I don't remember what my football. Picks I can were, go find out. I don't remember. Yeah, check on that from uh, their uh, their their social page. All right, we'll get to slaps in a second. Our buddy Ron is in Owings Mills, and uh, I always let Ron. I already know. I already know that Ron's going to say something that I'm going to disagree with, but I love Ron, so I'm going to let him get in here. Ron, good morning, pal. How are you? Oh,
7: Glenn, how many times have we done these types of things? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what. Mondays are four. Um, appreciate you giving me a few minutes of here course, as always. Well, I, of course. I, um, so so let, me, let me, again, okay, I'm watching this thing in the heat of the moment. I'm taking a step back. But it's early in the season, okay? I don't overreact after two games, and that's big of me because I overreact to a lot of things. However, it's fine if you want to say the de- they should have never lost this ga- game, the defense choked and lost the game for them. That's fine. I'm okay with that the defense if they make one- one play, you give up twenty eight points a historic collapse of epic historic proportions in a fourth quarter. Yes, the defense was atrocious. However, I have a huge huge issue right then in the moment. I'm not just saying it for for to because you know my history with john harbaugh i honestly I honestly felt it in the moment, Glenn. I don't understand. Going for it on fourth and one of 14 points with nine minutes and 11 seconds left at the 39 yard line. in my opinion, yes, if you get one yard the, the game you can milk clock the game. I, I get that, but they weren't you have to understand where you are in the game. How was your offense doing on fourth and short the whole game? We were not we were not getting them, Glenn.
0: Okay. I'm, and you
7: have Justin Tucker.
0: So Ron this, this this is the tricky part, right? This is the tricky part is is you're you're doing a percentage play. And and I I'm with you about Justin Tucker. Anybody who argues for a punt, that's nonsense. You don't punt there. Um the argument about Tucker the argument about Tucker is is certainly relevant and it's warranted. I think we have we have gotten to a point where we believe that Justin Tucker will just simply make every kick that he ever lines up and kicks. And I understand our feeling about that. I do also remember that you're talking about a 57, 58-yard field goal. And that is not a gimme even for Justin Tucker. I know. We're, we, we believe it is. It's not. So it's a tricky thing because I would say if it was anything inside, say, 42, I probably – not 42, uh, 52 – I probably end up agreeing with you and saying, look, just go up by three possessions. The game's over. But given that so, it was a so 57, 58-yard kick, I don't know that you're going to make it. And doing the math between what, what's more likely, getting one yard or a 58-yard field goal, I'm not actually sure mathematically which one is the more likely scenario in that moment.
7: So here's my re- – that's fair. I, I respect your thoughts. Um, let, let me just ma- say these two things. Um, Ten minutes later, he kicks a 51-yard field goal that, in my opinion, watching that field goal I think was is good from 56 to fi- 57. Close, but I think it's good. It potentially um, is. And it was the same direction. So I don't like the wind argument that people have about the wind. If you don't think he can – make, uh, like, I understand it's – your point about gimmies, but my my take is Justin Tucker to me is the most trusted asset on the team. I want the decisions. The fourth and one thing again, it's to me it's it's about how are you doing throughout the game. How is it? How is the game being? I understand you can't just rely on the pass. Maybe we'll get it this time. But again, I think the way if you're executing really well in fourth and one and your O line is booming then you can take that risk, but you're up 14 points. I think it's worth it to let, to try and make it three possessions. That's my argument. I, I, and I,
0: I understand. I certainly understand the argument, yeah. Ron, and I, I'm not, this to me is not a simplistic, they definitely did the right thing as much as it's me saying, I don't have a problem with the decision making that led to that. And to your point <sighs> that they ultimately made a 51. Yes. But even on that kick, remember it started to straddle that upright as, as it went there. And, I, all I'm saying, I should, do I think he makes a 58, and, and it was legitimately a 58-yarder. They were on the 40. I mean, it was a 58-yard kick that he was going to be attempting. Do I think that he makes it? I, I don't know. I think there's probably a 60% chance, something like that. So then the math mm-hmm. becomes, was there a 60% or better chance that they were going to convert on fourth and one? Your argument is, well, the way they were running the ball, no, there wasn't. And I... Mm-hmm. I understand the argument. I do. I get the mm-hmm. argument that you say, "Hey, look at how you're running the ball. Do you really feel good about it?" I, 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 it's it's the conversation is warranted.
7: So essentially, so essentially, if you if you miss the kick versus missing, it's the same result. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's 10 yards closer for them, but like it's still the same result of a turnover on downs where you can ruin the momentum of the game. Yep, like that. That they're both still in play. That if you don't get it there, right. Uh, with not uh, punting, like so, like the same outcome happens with the you can completely swing the game my take is i'm a selfish person like i look at the track record of the player In my opinion it, again as much as i love lamar he's a special athlete yes the design QB runs they didn't have it the whole game i yes, it's one yard but again i look at the track record of the player i understand it's great i just think differently with justin tucker if he misses i can just like i know i'm I'll be upset about it, but like i I'll be okay in life like knowing Justin Tucker missed the fifty eight yarder and that he's getting the opportunity to I, show I, greatness
0: i I understand what you're saying here's I'll try to do this math for you. Justin Tucker in yeah. his career is seventy three percent from beyond fifty yards right um okay. so that's so let's start with that math right now most of those are between fifty and fifty five yards. So okay. I don't I don't have you know like I I can't unfortunately I just don't have it to my disposal what he is beyond fifty five specifically but I think that my my math of saying it's somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty percent is probably right. Um, where
7: do you think where do you think the fifty one yarder by the way? Just I understand how it started but like yep. where it ended. Yeah. How good do you think that? Where do you, how do, yeah, so it what certainly, do you think that would
0: have been good for him? Yeah, it did not look like the leg was the problem on that kick. I, I will agree with you on that. I def, the, the, There's never been a debate about whether Justin Tucker has the leg to make a 58-yarder. It's just that there are a lot of things that are involved with a 58-yard field goal, and the ball can move in ways that you can't expect. So I, he's missed a lot of them, man. I, you know, we can't. He's 50, 49 of 67 in his career from beyond 50 yards. And we love Justin Tucker, and we know he's the greatest kicker of all time, but we can't pretend like that isn't 18 misses from that distance during the, 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 you the know, course of the career. And I'll tell career. you what, and I'll tell you, that's fair. You have the
7: stats. I don't, but I'll just say this. I, every time, I'll guarantee you in those 18 miss- misses, I slept okay. I slept okay. Sure. And I'll, just, right. and I'll just say one more thing. Let's go to the positives here because that was my upset frustration. I'm moving on because the division were okay. But let me just say the positives. Lamar looks really good in my opinion. Outside of the fumble, I think he had an A game. In my opinion, he's throwing the ball well. I like Bateman. So I, there's there's some positives here early with Lamar that I'm seeing, especially throwing the ball. That is I'm encouraged about. It's just I, man, I mean you can't you waste a Lamar A performance with that garbage in the fourth quarter. It was a collapse by by the D. It was in my opinion the coach made an error. We we get, I understand your points. Mm-hmm. They're fair. You're, you've always been fair with me hearing both sides of yep. it. And that, that's all I can say.
0: Bye, right, buddy. I, I love like you. Say, I have a terrible day. You're the man. <laughs> I appreciate you, pal. All right. I love working three things with Ron. All right. Quickly, let's go to Slaps to the Helmet. Let's do that, and then Rita's going to join us here in a bit. Uh, slaps to the Helmet brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com, the Toyota Tacoma. Comes in a range of models and trim lines you can choose from the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, You know the deal five Ravens, two must be offensive players, two must be defensive players, even on a day where you think one is perhaps more to blame than the other. You still got to play by the rules. The fifth can be whatever you want, another offensive player, another defensive player, special teams player, or a coach. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to bail out um, Mike McDonald. I, you know, I'll bail him out. I don't think it was good. He would have been number six on my list, uh, only because I want to include a third offense. I know that sounds crazy, hmm. but I can't let Tyler Linderbaum off the hook. I just thought he had a wretched day. And again, I'm not blaming the snap on him. I thought Trent Green did a phenomenal job explaining that on the broadcast. I'm not blaming the snap on him. But what I am blaming on him is it, he does not look like he's ready right now for this. He does not look... You moved on from Bradley Bozeman. You decided to take this guy who was the most uh, heralded center prospect in, in forever. And I get it. He's a little bit behind the eight ball. He didn't have a full preseason. like, But you... you married yourself to this at that position you gotta get more they were running up the middle with nowhere to go tyler linderbaum's my number five
6: i'm going in the same uh area i'm going because we have to mention the o-line the o-line was horrendous we they weren't as Kadri said they weren't getting any push at all um so i'm going with i'm sticking with the interior line but i'm going with the left guard ben powers and they get a good day either yeah so I, I thought he had a very same, bad day. Same reasons, you know. I think that was who Lamar followed on that that very last fourth and one, and they didn't get anywhere. I mean, he, they were just getting blown up in the middle of the, line of the scrimmage. So.
0: My number four is Owe. It's it's not like there's anything in particular he did wrong. It's just that he's not really doing anything. Um, he's just sort of quiet. Um, they 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 need a young, dynamic, game changer guy who can make plays in the backfield. And I get that he's being asked to do more of the edge setting and he's being asked to do things more on the other side of the field. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves should Tyus Bowser return here in a couple weeks. But in the meantime, they de- this you, when you use first round picks, I'm always going to grade more... Div- There's something that the first three guys on this list all share in common. <laughs> They're all first round picks. I'm always going to grade... Your first round picks have to be game changers. And first... In moments a year ago, we saw a guy that was capable of being a game-changer in Adafe way, but that didn't last. So, Adafe way is my number four, um, just because they're not getting anything from him right now. Yeah,
6: that's a good pick. Uh, I left him off of mine, but yeah, he, should, he definitely did not have a good game, especially for a first-round pick, which, you know, I, I do have one of those on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wanted to go... I, I, Wanted to say the entire Raven ba- Ravens running back room, um, but I, the one guy I'm going to single out is going to be Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just was not good. Justice Hill and Kenyon Drake both have at least a little bit more burst than him. They he don't. had five- Justice
0: Hill does. <laughs> Kenyon Drake does not. <laughs>
6: um and i mean i hate like you know pointing at the running back for just for for the and putting the entire run game on them but i mean he just looked horrible what he had five carries for four yards it was gross
0: by the way i'll I'll just go ahead and give away uh the reason why mike mcdonald avoids is because mike davis is my one and Kenyon drake is my two because to me it was the story of the game yesterday the story of the game is they cannot run the football they can't so that's those guys are at the top of my list. So, yes, you'll probably be mad at me about who I didn't put on my list. That's fine. I understand. I'll, I'll get crap about it later. I get it. No problem. The story of the game to me yesterday was their utter inability to run the football. And it's the biggest issue, I think, that faces the Ravens at the moment is their utter inability. So, um, Davis was my number one. Drake was my number two. So, you're going to have my whole list here. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's my number three. Um, I... I, I I I hope there's something we're missing. I mean, I I hope there's just some. I get it. We're two games in. You can't overreact to two games. Plenty of quality football players did not look great after two games. But we haven't seen anything since Kyle Hamilton's arrived that makes us say. He's the 14th best player in that draft. And remember, he was supposed to be a top 10 talent that slipped to them at number 14. They had to take him at 14. They couldn't go somewhere else. You can't. Pass on Kyle Hamilton. You're you're zigging where other teams are zagging. They are belittling the safety position, and you get to uh, reap the benefits of that because you're the team that gets to swoop in and take this, uh, you know, life-changing talent at number fourteen.
6: Yeah, uh, he. I had him as number two, so I guess I'll i will mean, just give I that it away. Yeah, um, but it. yeah, I mean, I think both of the Tyreek Hill touchdowns were probably on him. Maybe I mean you can't put I guess everything on one guy, but I mean he could have helped with both, and he was nowhere near he's the safety he's supposed to be the guy to stop that play and you know he wasn't so uh but so he's two for number three i had patrick queen i don't i don't think he's he can't yeah.
0: ta- i don't think he's a good good linebacker uh, he, i'm gonna disagree i'm gonna disagree with that i thought he played well in week one i don't yeah. i don't know that he played but i don't think that yeah here's my problem with patrick queen yesterday do i think he had a great game no but i don't i don't really know that he had a bad game either like i the story yesterday. He got a first round pick,
6: and he But what is he? Shown tell me anything. what
0: he was supposed to do yesterday. And I did I utterly disagree with you about okay. that. I, I I couldn't disagree more. He had a really good second half of the season a year ago. Like moving positions really helped him and he was outstanding a year ago. Um if they had gotten gashed by the run or if it had been the like a a tight end over the middle and his liability and coverage was the problem, but I that just wasn't the story yesterday. Like, I okay. Well, in the first drive there,
6: well, they did have a third down conversion to Gesicki and I think Pepe Williams was covering him and the ball like went right by Patrick Queen. He just stood oh, there. Yeah, I mean there I, was an like, opportunity
0: to make a play on that ball. I'll give you that one. But I don't I don't know. I just I did not see just, Patrick I, Queen as he, being
6: uh the waddle, the waddle pass so, uh, when when they were down inside like the 5 and he I think he was covering yeah, well what he got well blocked and, on that. Yeah, it was I I just any time I I don't love him very much. And so anytime.
0: It comes off as a different situation where, like, you've just sort of sided with Patrick Queen. Like, I think there's there's other conversations here. Like, it's what I talk about when you draft an inside linebacker Mm -hmm. in the first round. Like, what are you getting Roquan Smith? Because if you're not, I, I don't know if it's worth it. Like, I think there's other conversations that are warranted. I just don't know that I would say that Patrick Queen played poorly yesterday. And I definitely, he did not play poorly in week one. I mean, I. Is he the greatest tackler I've ever seen in the history of football? No, no. He's not junior Seau, you know what I mean? He's not he's not Ray Lewis, but um I, I don't I just don't see him taking strides that we move I think you're, you're taking, think want, you're taking bigger frustrations yeah. and you're what you're taking them out on a player. Anywhere's number six. Okay, I don't know what that is. what are you doing? Stay in the fan I, bit now? A bit more is or that less. what that's I, mean, I don't I don't like seeing these guys um, wear single digits. So. I, I, I think the problem is there's only so much that an inside linebacker can do. And in a day if you get yeah, gashed yeah, by the run true. if you get gashed by the run and you're not making the tackles, that's a day where I'll say by one hundred percent you gotta get criticized for that. But it that, that just kind of wasn't the story to me yesterday. It's a it's a weird day for the. I was thinking
6: about having Jalen Armor Davis on there too. I, I mean, I look,
0: mean, the difficult part for me, I definitely thought about Jalen Armor Davis, but yeah. you know, he's not supposed to be in those positions. It's tough. You're grading on a curve for sure. All right, what's mm-hmm. the rest of your list?
6: Uh, number one, I had Mike McDonald. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because I mean, I'm fine. You, I'm fine with it. When I you when you blow it. a lead like that, you have the a lot of it has to fall in the coaching. I whether it's Harbaugh, whether it's McDonald, I, I'm not calling for his job like a lot of people want to, but. That I mean, a that's majority absurd. of that loss is absurd. Majority of that loss is on the coaching staff, and uh, so I mean, I think uh, it can fall on him when the defense. As much as as much of it was because the the offense wasn't you know controlling the time possession like they like we need them to uh it still falls on the defensive coordinator letting up four touchdowns in a quarter all right
0: i gotta uh we gotta grab a break because um we're running behind today as always get me yours i got a bunch of them we'll retweet them we'll share your slaps the helmet throughout the day and we'll get ours up a little bit later on today at glennclarkradio.com read is coming up next it is a monday edition of gcr See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by brown advisory october 13th through 16th learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us whether your focus is luxury and comfort
3: convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders
5: from your local toyota dealer today Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fanduel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and v Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline.
8: The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens' Greatest Plays. 2021, the game on the line. With three seconds left, the Ravens connect on an impossibly long 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. The longest field goal in history. Another great Ravens play belongs to Touchdown Joe from Silver Spring. Joe scratched a Raven scratch-off and won a top prize of $100,000. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs to win instant cash or enter to win great second chance prizes. Please play responsibly.
0: Experience the best in Kamado Grilling. A complete outdoor cooking appliance, the Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone from novices to grill masters to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. Constructed out of thick ceramic, the Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at Ginsu. Ginsugrills.com. That's Ginsugrills.com. Join Glenn at Halftime of Every Ravens game for
3: the Project Game Day Halftime Show at Facebook.com/slash Pressbox Sports. We
0: apologize in advance.
3: There's not much we can
0: do about his face. Hey, later on today, Stan the Fan Charles Ross Grimsley are going to catch up with our old buddy Jerry Coleman. That's coming up uh, late this afternoon. I believe four o'clock is the time for that. Yeah, four o'clock day on Facebook Live, Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. You'll be able to check it out there. Um see what's next for JC. Adam Jones called into the postgame show yesterday and was dropping Coleman's name, and that was uh that was uh awkward. It was very awkward given the circumstances that we were in. Um, but uh yeah, you'll be able to see uh, Jerry this afternoon with Stan and Ross, four o'clock, Facebook.com slash pressbox sports. And if you miss it, you can watch it tomorrow, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Uh she did post game with me yesterday on 1057 the fans. She'll be with us tomorrow night, of course, for the Tyus Bowser show at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. She is our friend, the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, and she's with us now here on GCR. What's going on, friend?
9: Hey, good morning. I, I you am, me, I, are you? Are you still trying to get my voice together from all the yelling? Yeah, from there yesterday. was there was
0: a lot of yelling. <laughs> are, are you still um, in laughter mode after yesterday's game?
9: No, I'm in um, I'm I'm in denial. So am I back at the beginning?
0: I, don't, I guess that's what it is. I guess you've gone right back. Are you really in denial?
9: I just tweeted this morning. I had a bad dream that the Ravens of school 30 <laughs> points at home and lost.
0: <laughs> Got But <bad. laughs>
9: I was like, "Woo, glad that wasn't real, I, y'all. I got, <laughs> I got
0: bad news for you. I got
9: I know. bad
0: news for you.
9: <sighs> Damn, that really happened? <sighs> that really, that
0: really did happen. This is like, this, you know what's been crazy to me? is everybody's obsessed of course yesterday i feel like the most calls we got were the decision to go forward and fourth down and you and i are in agreement i'm okay with that decision i i i think that there is room to discuss whether or not you send justin tucker out there and try to make it a three possession game i'm i'm listening to that argument but i think there's a lot of hindsight involved with that argument um, where in the moment, I had no problem with it, and a 58-yard field goal is not, even for Justin Tucker, is not a gimme. It is not automatic. I know he's the greatest kicker in the history of football. It's still a 58-yard kick. Um, right. The thing that's crazy to me, and I know you ended up going back and forth with our buddy Bobby last night about this. Like It's crazy to me. I don't go back and
9: forth with nobody.
0: Well, okay. You responded and I jumped in with
9: it. I said what I said and I went on about my. Yeah, that's true. Be clear. That's true. Thank you. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. (laughs) It's crazy to me how we get lost in blame, how we get lost in, well, who can we find to just blame or fire or whatever instead of being capable of having a big picture conversation about what actually occurred, which is we all saw that the defense melted down in the fourth quarter yesterday. We all saw that. But why are we not talking about the fact that a team that had a three-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter of a football game somehow was out time of possession by ten minutes for the game? How does that happen? And so to your point, though,
9: Glenn, I think in sports, there's nuance that, well, this is life generally, <laughs> but really in sports, there's nuance that gets lost. And so because defense was the glaring issue on Sunday, we're going to stick with that. And that's fine, right? Like we all saw it. We know that the defense had a meltdown. But uh, there's other contributing factors into what happened on Sunday. This is not just on the defense. There's, all, there, there's other things. When did we stop acting like having a progressive or, or, or a consistent run game is not an effective defense? That's the, I guess that's my question. Because for years we were told that time of possession is important. And it 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 keeps the offenses off the field, and 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 such. It allows the clock to tick. It allows you know the, the, your offense to to stay in command of what's going on. So now all of a sudden, because the defense had this meltdown, we're completely negating the fact that they were one for three on fourth down because they simply could not get a yard. We're negating the fact that they ran 2.2 yards a carry without Lamar Jackson because they can't run the football. And so while neither you nor I said, that was the main reason for their loss yesterday. We simply said that there was a contributing factor to their loss. I don't know why that's an arguable point to people. I don't know why you can't see the big picture, but people like Glenn and me can, but that's a you problem and I'm not here to help you fix it. So (laughs) maybe you should get a little bit more understanding of how football works. There's 53 people available. So sometimes it's not just one group of people that failed in the football game. Sometimes it's lots of people that failed in the football game. And yesterday's game is an absolutely great example of how multiple people failed on both sides on coaching in all facets so i just don't understand why we do this thing where just because one part was the glaring part that it doesn't mean that other parts didn't have a contributing factor to the failure of what happened it's ridiculous to me
0: the even weirder part about this specifically rita is that like we've all seen how football has changed like we all know there can't be the 2000 ravens could never happen again like it's not this is not about which players are on the field it's not about not being able to have another ray lewis it's that the the nfl is not going to allow for there to be another 2000 ravens probably ever again um and and some of that for reasons that i think are good like you know we don't want to have um, you know everybody deal with dementia we, we are to whatever extent however we got there trying to protect the health of players but also more so because They think it's more entertaining, and they want more entertaining football games to be played. They want teams to have a chance to come back from down three touchdowns in the fourth quarter of a game because it's better for ratings. It's better for everything if games are more entertaining and teams have those chances. You're never going to have that again. So – we can scream about the defense, and don't get me right, that can't happen. I mean, it's inexcusable that these things happened yesterday. But we have to be willing to understand that this is how football works, and the NFL is making it more difficult via the rules to be able to just say, well, you just go play defense, and it's as simple as that. No, you, part of your defense has to be keeping the ball out of the hands of the other team. Thank you. Thank you. What, what are we doing here? i don't
9: understand glenn like what are we doing i just don't understand why we're not acknowledging that or why is when you acknowledge it it's like no that's preposterous we all saw the defense break down we we know that we all saw it but if the ravens keep the ball on the field maybe five more minutes okay maybe five more minutes that's they literally split time of possession in doing so first of all cuz they had 25 minutes of time of possession. So first off they split time of possession. Maybe one of those drives is going to score. Yes. Maybe. Yes. I don't understand. Like Maybe. and I know I'm yelling and I know that I know. I'm like I know. getting still, like right. animated right. about this. Right. I know, right? I know. But I that's know. because I just don't understand how silly People sound when they act like the running game didn't have an effect on what happened.
0: A significant. Like you couldn't effect.
9: get a yard.
0: Correct. Correct. It's a mess. So, so let me attempt to do the push it forward thing with you. Uh, Rita's with us. The NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. Of course, uh, she also has a podcast with Cordell. Uh, one uh, winning drive, which is available wherever you get your podcast, and they got a new episode out. Um, yeah. Are, are you? Didn't yell nearly near as much, by the way. I, <laughs> I
9: was much
0: more calm. <laughs> Um are you are you panicked about this or like I do admittedly struggle with the fact that this is week 2 and mm-hmm. they still don't have their guys back and yeah. things happen in week 2 you know we referenced the post game show and I talked about it with Kadri earlier like there, there was a, a week 2 game against the Jaguars in 2000 that was nothing like what the Baltimore Ravens were going to be in 2000 um I I struggle with this. I struggle with the line of should we be panicked about what we saw versus do we have to acknowledge that sometimes in football there are odd games and weird things occur and this is not likely the story of the Ravens versus it was the story of the Ravens for one day.
9: Yeah. Listen... It's week two. I mean, just remember in 2019, they got their asses beat by the Browns, uh, what week four or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, then, and then, and then they made some changes. And then obviously we know the rest of the story. They go from two and two, and then they win all the rest of their games. I'm not saying that that's what about what's about to happen here, because they do have a lot of missing pieces that we don't know when they're going to come back. Um, They were much more healthier in 2019. So there's that. But I'm just making the point that I can't allow myself to be concerned about uh, about what's happening um, when there's 15 more games and there's people that are gonna be back that we expect to be back within those 15 games. Should we be concerned in the interim? Yes. Yep. Right. Like, yeah, yep. because we don't know when those guys are coming back. We don't know when Tyus is going to return. We don't know when J.K. Dobbins is going to return. We don't know when Ronnie Stanley's going to be there. I ain't even mentioned Gus Edwards because honestly, I don't know if Gus Edwards even comes back this year. I know that sounds crazy, but like, mm-hmm. we're just, who knows what that situation is going to be? And I think we start. We have to start preparing ourselves. But maybe Gus Edwards not coming back at least for half a season or if he comes back at all. So um, I'm not really sure, you know, how that's going to work, particularly when you look at their schedule in the next couple of weeks. It ain't going to be easy. But I still think that this team is talented enough that they'll, they'll fix some things. A lot of that stuff that happened yesterday was miscommunication. Obviously, we know Marlon didn't play a ton, I think, in the fourth quarter. Uh, did he play at all in the fourth quarter, Glenn? I can't recall uh, seeing him much I was, um, I
0: was in told, the fourth quarter. I was told that he came on for a – and we did. We actually looked up. I remember seeing him on the field. When when we thought he was going to be out, we looked up. We said, well, he's out there right now. But he was coming on and off for sure. I mean, like, he was definitely right. not well, out him there. him and Peters. Yeah.
9: Yeah, him and Peters were rotating. Obviously, that groin was bothering him. He didn't look a hundred percent healthy, and that played a part. The miscommunication played a part. I, I listen. There's a lot of things that um happen that I think there's inexperience, an and then there's health that plays a part of it, right? So that look today's film session gonna be real nasty <laughs> from an offensive line perspective, from a defensive uh, secondary perspective, and from a pass rush perspective. But I'm confident that they have the they have a good enough coaching that they will fix it. And if it's a personnel issue, I, I remember in the past, um, Eric DeCosta made some some personnel changes. Mm-hmm. Like I said in 2019, mm-hmm. and fixed some things. Listen, you, because I don't know how long Steven Means is out, which means you don't have that many linebackers. Yep. So you gotta have you gotta figure something out. Something has to give here. Um, and I don't know if that means you gotta go trade for somebody. You gotta get somebody i don't know but you got to figure it out because you know they're going to probably have to play more nickel and dime particularly in that Bengals game because of their weaponry um and skill talent and they're going to need some help here like they're going to need some help so i'm not hitting the panic button. I can't do that in week two. I'm not gonna do that in week two, guys. If this is week ten, maybe I'd be like, all right, y'all, this is a real problem. I just think that there's a lot of time to, to fix some things and hopefully they get better and maybe change that offensive line around a little bit. If Stanley can come back at left tackle maybe next week, maybe you move Macari to left guard a little bit because that left side of that line between the center and the left guard was, was a map. Uh, and you're right. I know they look look, Ben Powers, I know he's probably a nice guy, you know,
0: <laughs> look yep. man yep it was a struggle it, it, there's it, no getting around it it's
9: a struggle it's a struggle it's, it, it's a struggle so a lot of this has to do with the guys that that's running the personnel I can't say I'm I, I, I am disappointed that Greg Romans didn't use Patrick Ricard in short yard situations particularly because he was effective but I can't because of that I can't negate the fact that they couldn't get a yard that's on y'all. Y'all got to do better. Yep. And if you can't do better, get somebody else in there that can. Yeah, and you're, that's you're, just you're, where I'm you're at. You're NFL with it.
0: players. Yes, correct. You're NFL players. You've got to get a yard. Exactly. One, one yard. And again, exactly. I, the difficult part is it's one for three, but one of them involves, of course, a, you know, a bot. It's hard to criticize Lamar, man, because he was brilliant yesterday. But, you know, you you got to handle that snap. Like, you have to. You got to do it. a blip. To, right. Look, uh, Lamar probably has a
9: perfect game without, without that, yep.
0: that, well, um, no that doubt. fumble. No doubt.
9: So it's a blip.
0: Yep, yep. That's the reality. All right, uh, we will talk about it tomorrow night, and then we'll 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 have fun. We'll we will we will deal with it, and then we'll have fun. Is the way that we will handle it tomorrow night. Uh, I,
9: we'll, listen, listen. Ty you seen it? Hey, look, look. He wasn't there. I, right, I'm right. Sure it ain't may, his
0: fault. Right? It ain't his fault. You
9: know. It, it look like Lamar. It ain't his fault. I, I posted a meme earlier today saying, "No, y'all lost, not me." Yeah. <laughs> I mean because. That science, right? Like, look, I know they his brothers. I know he want to be in battle, but ultimately he wasn't there. He ain't contributing to that hot mess. So I would hope that that we can. It's week two, Glenn. I hope we can laugh it off and be like, hey, yeah, man, that was awful. Y'all awesome. suck. So, well, you know, hey, what are you ready for the Patriots? You know, and just like let's move along. No you know what I doubt. mean? Like,
10: no doubt. In
9: That's- this league, you gotta have some short. You have to have short memories, man. Like, you can't harp on stuff like that figure out a way to get better and move along, and hopefully we're one week closer to Tyus being back to back on their field because they need, they need him, him more than ever. They
0: need him bad. Yeah, he can channel his uh, inner silk, the shocker, tomorrow. It ain't my fault. I would love, I would love if that was the case. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night we will be at Skip Jack's Crab Deck in Middle River. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash bowser. Of course, at the NFL Chick, Winning Drive and Gridiron Gals, where you find her. Love you, friend. We'll see you tomorrow night. Yes,
9: yeah, see you tomorrow.
0: That's Rita, the NFL Chicks, Rita Hubbard. <sighs> We're all working through it. We're all going through it on a Monday after a brutal Ravens loss. Um, if you oh, – what do I need to do here? I need to do – oh, I need to tell you about Guilford Hall Brewery. And I'd love to tell you about Guilford Hall Brewery because It's amazing. God, what a gem Guilford Hall Brewery is. And they have a massive Oktoberfest party coming up this Saturday from noon to midnight. Admission is free. Now, we're going to take a break after this. Admission's free. There are two VIP tickets available and all-you-can-drink beer ticket for $30. Griffin, how many hours would it take you to drink $30 worth of beer?
6: Um, I don't know. Like one, two? Not yeah,
0: even. you can get it for 12 hours. <laughs> Let's go. 12 hours. Uh, this is the Guilford Hall Brewery? Yeah, at okay. Guilford Hall Brewery, yes, on Saturday. All right. You can get an $80 all-you-can-eat-and-drink ticket, again, for 12 hours. Now, again, most people won't make it 12 hours, but if you can make it for five, I would say more than worth it. If you can make it for, if you can plan it out that you do lunch and dinner there, it's not just that it, you're, what you're getting is worth your money, it's that you're, I'm not, maybe I shouldn't say this, they might not love this, you're stealing at that point. And I'm not kidding about that. Uh, I've had the Bavarian menu at uh, Guilford Hall Brewery. It's outstanding. What a gem Guilford Hall Brewery is. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. you got to check this place out. It is truly amazing. GuilfordHall.com is the website. Get your tickets for the Oktoberfest party coming up this Saturday. Jeremy Kahn will join us next. This is Glenn Clark Radio.
1: Show right now at
0: the next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, September 20th, at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill and Maryland vascular specialists. The latest edition of Press Box is available now.
4: On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily
0: coverage of demos, ravens, and turks at pressboxonline.com. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by brown advisory october 13th through 16th learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us
8: the maryland lottery presents raven's greatest plays 2001 the big one New York had just scored, and momentum was on their side when the Ravens returned the ensuing kickoff 84 yards for the touchdown that cemented their first World Championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Beth of Riverdale. Beth played Ravens scratch-offs and won a chance to travel with the team to an away game. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly.
3: If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a -a three-and-a-half-star
0: review, too. Coming soon, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today at GinsuGrills.com and check out the Press Box Ginsu Grill Tent every home game this season. Uh, we will be at the Mother's Tailgate, which is happening at Hammerjacks. Hammerjacks is where you find us on Russell Street right next to the stadium. Uh, Griffin, uh, our, our sexy uh, tailgate model, will be there uh, demonstrating and uh, giving you delicious samples from yeah. the uh, Ginsu Kamado Grill and... Uh, giveaways, prizes, things like that all season long. Come hang out with Pressbox at the Mother's Tailgate, which again is happening at Hammer Jackson. I know that sounds complicated, but it's not. Just go to go to Hammer Jack's. The Mother's Tailgate is happening there. All right? Very easy. And we're there with Ginsu Grills and pre-order your Ginsu Grill. I am uh, I'm told mine might be coming soon and I'm pretty excited about that. All right. Uh, he is Jeremy Khan. He joins us every Monday as we discuss a really fun day. Just a super awesome time watching football yesterday. What's going on, pal? How are you?
11: Oof. Yeah, it was uh interesting. I'm I'm doing well though.
0: All right. So, tell me uh, this is neither here nor there, but uh knowing what you know about radio, when you get a uh when you get a text from the program director at 1025 that says, "When can you talk today?" What what do you what goes through your mind?
11: Oof. Um maybe uh was it our program director yes.
0: or 105.7? Yes, seven? it was our program director, who I like a great deal, and so I'm hoping it's, it's a friendly text, but all of my experience in radio is that when you get that text, it's never a good thing.
11: Not necessarily from him. Sometimes it'll just be like he does want to talk
7: or... Yeah, I, oh, I, uh, I know. He might some I'm hoping that's the case. Constructive criticism, yeah.
0: I'm just, I'm just playing into literally everything I've ever experienced in the history of radio in my life, which is oh, yeah. like like when you get that text, start preparing your resume. Like start. Yeah, one,
11: one of my favorites ever, Glenn, is I got a, um, an old program director I had, and I've literally had three, so maybe we can uh, narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he came in to ask me how my wife was doing after a big doctor's appointment. We found out my wife had MS. And before I could tell him how she was doing or even start saying how she was doing, I got a, okay, that's great. I'll see you later then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, wow,
11: what a classy individual you were. So, uh, anyway, well, I mean, you just never know. Sometimes it's nothing.
0: Oh, I know. I know that's the case. I'm, this is literally. I was trying to explain to young Griffin. Uh, just this is more my my old radio tropes of of getting those types of text messages over the years. All right. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say. This is what I'm coming to a day later. Is is yesterday? Is what happened legitimate reason for panic, or is it? Hey, remove yourself for a day. Remember, it's one game in week two of a football season a reminder that insane things regularly happen in the NFL that have nothing to do with how a season might go for a certain team. We shouldn't overreact to this or is it warranted given how just truly awful it was?
11: Isn't it I mean it's just, it's the second one. It's it, the, the the problem is I'm sorry. Well, it's it, Yeah, I, I guess you I You shouldn't be yeah. worried over this. You gave me three things I, know, I think, I right? I or did you give me Well, what? Either way, it's one of those three. Um no, you, 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 don't, you shouldn't be panicking right now over what just happened. I, I had somebody text me this morning, a buddy of mine is like, still think the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl? I'm like, dude, it's one game. Like, things happen. And, yeah, I mean, you make predictions at the beginning of the year. We all have uh, what we thought. Like, as I talk about week two being the biggest overreaction week, like, people were wondering were the Patriots really bad? They went in the Pittsburgh home opener and beat, uh, beat them. Um, were the Dolphins, were they good? And the Ravens start just pounding them. And then all of a sudden, all that speed and. Everything else caught up to you. You couldn't pick up a first down on all those third and shorts. And it was just frustrating. It was one of those days where, like, Mike Preston doing his report card, it's all A's and F's. Like, right. some guys did unbelievably well. And in yep. other ones, you're going, I don't know what happened. And, and even on the game time touchdown of Tyreek Hill, it looked like the guys were upset at Kyle Hamilton for being out of position. So, I mean, if that's the case, like, the, the weird thing is they pick up one of those first downs, they don't give up the last drive. And I know these are ifs and and ands. Like, nobody talks about this team having wholesale problems if they win 38-35 or whatever, you know. But because it ends in hell, now they have issues where, in all honesty, we should go back after a 38-35 game and go, okay, what do we have to fix? You know, like, I, I think there are issues at the back end of the defense. And, and I even said after week one, I don't think their pass rush is all of a sudden great because they faced the Jets. No. And it felt non-existent yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was truly non-existent yesterday, and and a reminder that the defensive line can't just be what bails you out. For the fact that you don't have it at edge rush, you you need someone has mm-hmm. to be impactful when it comes to that. I am probably closer to where you are. Like to me, the, the 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 jarring thing, and and everybody, you know, is so single-minded that when we bring this up, they're like, they scored 38 points. How can you be mad about the offense? Their inability to run the ball. I, I don't know how to judge it. Like, I don't know whether I just say, Hey, that's gonna be fine. They're gonna get Dobbins back. They should get Edwards back after that. And hopefully they get Ronnie Stanley back and you know, Linderbaum should be better as the season goes on. Like that that can get fixed versus saying, like, I don't I don't care who's out there, you know, he, it's gotta be better than this. Like this mm-hmm. this is atrocious. This is unthinkable. This isn't disappointing this is there is no run game it, it it's not existent yeah and
11: it's another to, to your point too it's not just about remember um uh when brian westbrook was with the eagles and then they would build leads and the big thing with andy Reid is they can't close out games like they right. would win a lot of games they'd go to the playoffs and they'd never be able to get past teams in the playoffs and people were like well they can't close out games because they don't have that big back and all this other stuff well it, it does become problematic to the ravens if to say you are building these leads like in the second half you had you had a long ass run from Lamar Jackson for a touchdown and you had three points yep that's what you had in the second half yep and I'm not saying you know you can't like you can't come in expecting someone to, to get an 80 yard run or make something happen but like on these fourth and shorts and third and shorts yeah you can expect them to get it and ultimately I say this all the time and it's the smartest dumbest dumbest smartest thing I've ever said you're only right when you're right and it's just so funny like people people don't care about um, what, what was the right move, they care about whether it worked out or not. Like, i.e., we had a guy calling today saying, hey, they were throwing all over the Dolphins. When it's third and short, why aren't you throwing the football? And I'm going, man, if they throw the football and don't run any time off the clock and then have to kick it back, you're killing them for that. So I do think, look, I, I think there's some finger pointing that's going to go around, but it's still so early in the season to really know what, what teams are going to look like. But ultimately, the pass rush is
10: concerned.
0: Yeah, the pass rush to me is concerning, and the run game is concerning. And, again, hopefully personnel – I hope that personnel alone – although, as we have to remind everybody, even if you get guys healthy, you're going to lose other guys to injury. This is the NFL, man. Like, this is the way that it works. I hope that personnel helps solve these problems, but I am – I, I I don't yeah. know. I am I am extraordinarily concerned about it. I, I think the other part about this too, Jeremy, that, that we're dealing with when, we, when I talk about why the run game is such a significant part of the story for me is that I feel like there's still this reluctance to acknowledge how the NFL has changed. And part of this has been my issue with the, Raven, the way the Ravens have built their defense and saying, hey, analytics say have a strong secondary and that gets you a good defense. Well, okay, I, I, I hear you and I don't think you're wrong, but It seems to me like when the Rams needed to win a Super Bowl, they needed to have the play be made up front. It seems to me that, like... When the Ravens finally needed to get over the Chiefs, the play had to be made up front. It seems to me like when you're winning football games, you can have as good of a secondary or do everything you want to do in your secondary, but ultimately the plays still have to be made up front because the league has changed, because the game is different, and because they don't allow you to play defense the same way as you were once able to. And if a team gets four shots with a talented quarterback and skilled offensive weapons to beat even your good secondary... They're going to do that. And it just seems like we're not acknowledging the fact that... I I can beat up the secondary yesterday, and it was disappointing that Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters couldn't stay on the field... But what you're asking mm-hmm. is near impossible in the NFL in 2022. Part of your defense not only has to be what you're doing up front and getting quarterbacks on the ground, but it also simply has to be keeping the ball out of, another, out of an opponent's hands. You have to recognize that that's the way the game is being played. There's a reason why every time a team scores any longer, the first thing we say is, did they leave too much time on the clock? Because we know how the sport works. It's <laughs> not the same sport any longer.
11: Yeah. And all the advantages are to the offense. And if you're not watching that and realizing that's what's happening week in and week out, then then I think you're you're missing out. That you know the pass rush ultimately becomes way more important than just having great cornerbacks because if you can't get after someone, yes. um where th- those are, that's where the advantages are. Because in the secondary, let's be honest, like every little ticky tack touch or hold or. That's illegal contact. There's so many different things that you can't do Correct. that you can do when you're up front. So it does make more sense to put you know, a better effort up front or more money up front than it does on the back end, at least in my opinion.
0: That's, that's where I am. And acknowledging that part of it is you have to keep the ball out of their hands. Like that's, I, I know it's insane to say that the offense is responsible for playing defense, but that, that's the league, man. <laughs> like, that's where yeah. we are. You can't let a team have the ball for 10 minutes more than you. You're gonna give them the opportunity to do this stuff because the and I, as I read and I were just talking about this, the league wants this. The mm-hmm. and it, it's not, you know, it's not rigged. They don't hate the Ravens. The league wants it to be that you can't turn off a football game when you start the fourth quarter just because a team is up by three touchdowns. They want to make sure that the games can be as competitive as possible. They want the benefit to be that the offenses can come back, so you have to stay tuned in. You have to stay tuned in because you don't know what might happen. This is what the league wants, and just because you want to believe that there can be a 2,000 Ravens defense and you can just lock down and shut down and do it, doesn't change the reality of – this is the NFL now the NFL is we can say hey this hadn't happened in years where a team had blown a three touchdown lead in the fourth quarter I- I'll make this bet right now it's gonna happen again in the next two years like this is the league
11: so the league wants Tua to, to lead the league in passing and Joe Flacco to be third correct that's so exactly we'll that's yeah. exactly
0: what they, they specifically <laughs> they want, uh- picked those guys
11: Elite quarterback play is what they want. No, I, look, you're you're right. They they want, uh, you know, we, we throw around the word parody, mediocrity, all that stuff all the time. But let's be honest, like they, they want competitive games. They want people tuning in. They want what they had in that Raiders game yesterday with the great comeback. And then it goes to overtime. And then here we are, you know, you there's more commercials. You got more yeah. action. People are talking about it. I mean, it, the games were insane yesterday. And, and I don't even know that they topped week one. How insane that was, but it's pretty damn close. It was a lot of fun, depending on who you were rooting for. But, um, but yeah, it was frustrating to see the way that the Ravens lost. And to your point, like, we always do this. Everybody needs a scapegoat, and they need someone to point the finger at. Like, this is why we lost. The secondary is terrible. But it all goes hand in hand. Like, you know, yes. you can have your, – your great defense could actually be your offense keeping another team's offense off the field if you're moving the chain. That's why that fir- that, uh, the first real drive that they had that went 10 minutes and they came up empty with the fumble yep. down by the goal yep. line. Um, like that was huge. And I'm like, here, here they are. They're back to that form that they had, where they're moving the chains, converting these third and shorts, making it interesting, keeping teams on their heels. And they couldn't punch it in when they got down there, which was just so strange. In, to see.
0: in a weird way, Jeremy. Looking back on it, I I think that the 2019 defense was probably given far too much credit because the truth mm-hmm. is they were just asked to do much less. Like,
11: yeah, they they, they, they were fresh. They you know they they didn't have. These type of issues, they weren't put out there after three and outs all the time. Like yep. that's, yeah, you know, that's a recipe for disaster for an offense.
0: Um, biggest takeaways from you two weeks into the season. I know there's still two more games to come, in, but by the way, this is so weird what they're doing tonight. I, I, I like, I, I guess I appreciate the fact that both games are at least on TV. That it's not like some bizarre regional thing, um, but it is very weird that they're doing this tonight. Um, biggest, what do you think? Because to your point. Basically, everyone's one and one. Like, this is exactly what the NFL wants outside of, like, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Kansas City. W- what do you think we've actually learned two weeks into the season?
11: Man, that's, you know, I'm not trying to sidestep a question because I'm an opinionated person, but I, you know, I really don't know what we've learned from these teams because I think uh, anything can happen is maybe what we've learned. Like, for example, that that Falcons, the Falcons could have knocked off the Rams. The Rams could have easily been 0 and 2. Yep. Um, you know, we had a, like, the, I brought it up this morning when they asked me what the ugly was around the league. We did the good, bad, and the ugly. And I said, if you think about fourth quarter defenses with the Ravens, with the, the Raiders, the um, who else is no, in The, the Browns.
0: Browns, yeah.
7: Yeah,
11: and then the other one, which nobody's really talking about, was it was a 3 nothing game, so it didn't feel like an insurmountable lead, but the Saints gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter, to mm-hmm. so the who looked just lifeless yesterday until that fight happened. Um, but I just think whether it is parity, mediocrity, whatever we want to call it, I, I I don't think you can sit here and go, okay, that team stinks, that team stinks, that team's good. Like, we all came in with foregone conclusions. Take the AFC South, for example. Who's good there? Like, if the Titans knocked off the Bills tonight, I, for one, wouldn't be shocked. Like, you know, I I don't think it happens. Whereas most people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that upset. But, you know, we've seen it week after week now with 10-point favorites going down or at least, you know, making the game interesting in the end. I I don't know what to think about the Broncos, I'll tell you that much, because that's a team that I just don't see too much in.
0: Um, yeah, I don't see, I, boy, it, it, it does not look good. Um, and it looks like a Nathaniel Hackett might be in over his, his head there. Oh yeah, he, just, Oh my God. There were Jesus so many bad Christ, moments dude. yesterday of him. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, where are you? Let me, let me decide over because we've been talking football all morning. Where are you with this MVP debate? Because it, it is honestly, I, I've tried I've mostly avoided it, but it has gotten to the point of being utterly fascinating to me that Aaron Judge really could win the Triple Crown. And I still, I, I you can't, um, our friend Rami who works over there, was a huge uh, Yankees fan. He's like, yeah. uh, well, dude, you know, he's got to be the MVP. I'm like, I, I, dude, I know how you feel about it. I understand, but I also so think. Why does he have to be the MVP? Right. Because
11: he won the Triple Crown? Right. Because, like, so if you went back to it, so go back to the year that Trout lost and uh, Miguel Cabrera won when he won the Triple Crown, there are many, many people that would tell you that Prout had a far superior season, even though he wasn't the Triple Crown winner. Like when you look at his overall numbers. So, the the pro, So he, here's the dilemma. Anybody to me that's saying, "Hey, uh, Aaron Judge should win it because he's on a winning team," I can't have a conversation with him because that's not that's not the end all be all. Like you can't change your value to a team um, because of like where you're at. Like there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is perform to the best of your ability. The catch twenty two about this is if you give the award to Shohei Otani it's his award to lose every year because there's nobody in the league that can do what he's that's, doing.
0: This is the trick. You know, what you just said is the very, are we, are we setting ourselves up for it just has to be Shohei Otani every year. And that's the, I, I don't know how to answer that because this is what it's excruciating for me. I do mm-hmm. think that by the definition of valuable, Shohei Otani is more valuable than Aaron Judge is. Like I can't, if, if we're just going by the definition of the word valuable, but I, I, I I don't know what to do with this. And and maybe that ultimately is the argument. that We just have to recognize this era. That what Shohei Otani has done is so much u- more unique and different than what anyone has done in a century that if that means he wins six straight MVP awards, so be it. Um, we, how else do we acknowledge what it is that we're witnessing in this guy?
11: Yeah, you know, I mean, what happens if he wins the Triple Crown, which I mean is the... Cy Young award, you know, the MVP, <laughs> like he could MVP and best. I mean, he could win all these different awards for the, uh, for what he's done this year. And again, I, so if you ask me, I think Shohei Otani is the MVP. Um, and I'm not looking at, I, I'm not one to like, I think an MVP can come from a losing team. That's why I have always said, I think they, they should, uh, you know, put a caveat in there that it's not a, like the value value is different to everyone else. And You can't, it's very hard to judge who's more valuable. Like people go, well, if you take Judge off, the Yankees are not in first place. Yeah, but if you take Otani off, think about how bad the Angels would be. And if Otani and Judge switch places, which team would be better? You know, like it's <laughs> I, I have a hard time with that. So I, I almost feel like it should be the most outstanding hitter, most outstanding pitcher, whatever. If you want to call it Cy Young, you want to call it this or that. I, I don't care, but um, you do set a precedent if you make Otani the MVP that it's his award to lose almost every single year. Now I don't know that he can come back. Year in and year out, and do what he's doing, um, but but I do think I do think he's the guy that should win it this year. And try and um, try, I was gonna say trial. Judge has had one of the most amazing seasons I've ever seen, so uh, it's a nice problem to have, I guess.
0: It, does it matter to you the argument when it comes to WAR? Does that impact the fact that Aaron Judge is at nine point six WAR and Otani's at eight point seven, even given everything he does? Like I. You know, I, there there are those that argue that like the MVP should just be the guy that has the highest war for the season. That, that that's who your MVP is.
11: See, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that either, but uh, again, I, I think a war, war can be a little overrated at times, but here we are. We're splitting hairs talking about statistics that matter. Um, I don't know. I, are we going back to the old Russell Westbrook debate? Because he, he had to, he averaged a triple double for the season and it's never been done before that. And I guess you could use that either way you want, but more so for Otani because, you know, Westbrook came back the next year and averaged a triple double, and he didn't win it. Right, you know, because I guess we'd already seen it. Maybe, maybe that's what changes. I, I it, it really is a loaded question, but I, I'm I I can't stand the argument that Aaron Judge is on a winning team. Like Bob uh, Nightingale think. was like, oh, you right. have to give it to Judge because he's on a winning team, and I'm like,
0: what, right. what does it have to do with anything? Right. Like
11: right. It, it doesn't have to do with what the individual's doing.
0: I, I am I am in agreement that the winning team thing. Uh, n- if so- man you know as i say that if somebody said to me i think it's essentially a dead heat one of the teams is winning so i'm going to vote for that guy i wouldn't Okay you know, I, I don't think that's horrendous. To say that the guy has to be on a winning team, no, no, no,
11: no. So no, let no. me ask you this, then, Glenn. If you if you find out Judge wins the MVP mm-hmm. or Otani wins the MVP, does one upset you over the other mm-hmm. because they're both deserving?
0: No, not at all. I, I think yeah. it's – and, and, and part of it is I just don't get worked up about things like that. I guess the question would become If if Aaron Judge was playing for the Baltimore Orioles and everything else was the same, right? Like, would I be emotional about that? Is really, I think, what the question is. And
11: well, it's funny you say that because I'm going to go back to basketball when we were talking about Jokic versus M B. Okay. And analytically, when you look at Jokic, he was so far above and way better than. Like Jokic won the MVP the year before, right. and he was even better than that season. Uh, his usage rates, everything was off the charts, ridiculous. Like he had his season was on par with like uh, statistically some of Jordan's greatest years ever when he won it. So it's like, it's, it's very hard to argue that Jokic wasn't, but I would talk to Sixers fans. They're like, Oh my God, you got to give it to Embiid. Right. And I'm going, why It's like, did you see what he did? He led the league in scoring. I'm like, okay, guys, there's all these different things that factor into it, so right. you know the debate always comes up. But maybe that bias would come in.
0: It's it's tough, man. It's it's tough. I I have come around to it's a really compelling. The only problem I have is when somebody tries to sell me that it's a slam dunk. Like I can't, I just can't get on board. It is not yeah. a slam dunk. It's not. No matter how badly you want it to be, or no matter how much you want me to acknowledge that. You know, we think that this is a guy who's not using steroids. Which, by the way, we have to say it that way. You can't say, "Well, this is a guy who's hitting 60 home runs without steroids." We think that. Like, I, you're not getting me to just say those words because I'm far too smart to say those words. I don't know what anybody's doing. I have no clue what dudes might be doing. Then you got to factor in the, you know, how many home runs that he hit at Yankee Stadium that might not be home runs in 13 other ballparks. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and it doesn't mean because he's playing at Yankee Stadium, so it counts you can't just say it's not a home run but all of these things this is minutiae that comes when you have a really good this is one of the best arguments to me that we've ever had for something prominent like this like there are really good arguments to be made about the nature of the mvp award and i don't know the answer i do know that the orioles aren't making the playoffs this season i do know yeah, that. That's- yeah, that's a yeah. It's what a, are they
11: about one percent right now yeah, to make it
0: four games back with uh, what seventeen games to go? Um, are you saying there's a chance. Yeah, I look, man. I, and as I say, they're not. I, it's wrong for me to say. I don't know that, but dude, it's it's sad. It's, you, you it's need sad. somebody
11: to collapse. I mean, you you really do. You need the the Rays or Jays all of a sudden to forget how to play. And I and I don't mean like like lose seventeen games in a row. It's not that bad. But you need them to. Kind of slow down, and and even the teams in the central, they're all playing one another. It just seems like, oh, you win two out of three, and I win two out of three, and you win. Just you know, the Orioles. Meanwhile, you know they're not putting, they're not stringing together series wins. Now you have the Tigers. Now if you sweep them and somebody else loses, which you feel a little bit more interested then or feel better about yourself sure but yeah. right now as it stands you have a one percent chance or slightly above it to make the play
0: yeah i mean it's the mariners that you're for if the mariner but they don't they don't i'm pretty sure their schedule is weak the rest of the way so uh, they got the
11: angels and you're sitting here talking about yeah we got the tigers and then they're they're yep. playing the angels yep so. i just
0: don't see it i don't see it all right everything good with you uh how's uh how's cpr practice coming do you need me when do you need oh, me to man, come my... when do you need a, your live so, human to practice on
11: I name my, my dummy Glenn, thank, or as, thank you. I mean, if you're you. You, you can call him Mr. Clark. Yeah, and if, when well, I gave if, him if, out if, mouth to mouth,
0: if you're nasty,
11: yes, yeah. if Mr. Clark. If you're nasty, Correct. I'm so surprised you haven't used the uh, or have you maybe in, in years past the clip from Lean on Me. Oh, we yeah. We don't want another pr- uh, principal. We want Mr. Mr. Clark. Clark.
0: That's true. Like you that could have true.
11: that and incorporate that. It would be good. But uh, um, no. But in all seriousness, like CPR class was was fine. I learned quite a bit about how to uh uh you know give cpr to babies and and all types of people so if you're short of breath have, my mouth is
0: yours my man that's, that's what i'm looking for that right? I'm that's exactly yeah. what you're supposed to say if you're ever in trouble and you need someone else's breath uh jeremy khan his mouth is yours that is beautiful and yeah. i'm pretty sure that's what i wait around the,
11: the track over by parkville high school and then when <laughs> people start to get out of breath right? I, I come over and try to put my mouth on them yeah <laughs> <laughs> a What's little tough work out here, bud. Put your lips on mine. What? Oh, P-
0: picks every day at Pressboxonline.com. What's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week?
11: Yeah, I kicked the NFL's ass yesterday. Um yes, baseball wasn't kind to me, but uh, you know, hit my top plays over the weekend. And again, depending on when you got the lock, uh you at worst you pushed, but uh I'm hoping everybody gave it out at one and a half and two and a half, and then eventually went to three. But this week, we're all three in. I mean, we'll obviously be recapping this loss and whose fault it was all week long getting ready for the Patriots where they're three point favorites on the road. And uh, from a gambling standpoint, I can tell you I'm not going to be on the Ravens this week, so I'll be on the Patriots, but Mm. I don't, I don't like this spot at all. It's Mm. their home opener.
10: Yeah. Mm. So we'll
11: see
0: what happens. I I hope the Ravens win
11: and 2220 so <laughs> okay
0: okay we will watch cool. that uh did i also see that you are uh you're joining stan and i and you are uh, a bearing all for the good folks in hamden yeah i gotta make a phone
11: call because uh yeah i'm in uh I, the only problem I is like the this. time restrictions because i'm still taking all these classes and then i leave for jamaica next wednesday Oh, what the so.
0: hell man what's going on there you're yep. going to jamaica Jeez, that's
11: nice yeah i'm gonna Maybe I'll get, somebody overheard me today. I said, just tell me where and I'll show up and uh, yeah. I'll strip my clothes off. hundred like, percent. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, no. Said, they, oh, the, it's a kid's party
0: I'm attending. Correct. Stand so. by it. Stand by yeah. Whenever you need him, Jeremy's there to take all of his clothes off and offer you his mouth. That's the way
11: that it works. Yeah.
0: See, um, that's,
11: I'm a very giving lover.
0: Uh, Stan and I did our photo shoot on Friday for the Boys of Hand and Calendar. Uh, you've you've experienced a lot of things, my friend, but you haven't quite experienced um, doing a naked photo shoot with Stan the Fan Charles. You've done a lot of things in that your is, life. Did you strip down completely naked no, or we were did, you? we did not get completely naked. That did not. Because
11: I think I, that's what I'm doing. I think I'm just taking oh, it all off. Oh, you're
0: going, you're bearing all, you're in full frontal. Full frontal what? for the boys of Hamden. God. Hey, Shawn Michaels oh, did I, it I once. Talk-
11: i talked about this too because like i think i might have uh the the cameraman actually put together a calendar and give it to my wife for our anniversary oh, no,
0: that that uh, chris comfort who's the photographer is outstanding yes. at that by the way he is excellent when it comes to that so i think that's a good play yeah we uh uh we had a day last friday posing for the boys of hamden boys of com. pre-order your calendar it helps the hamden family center uh at jeremy yeah,
11: I, I think we're gonna hold a symbol in front of my crotch so nobody can see anything so we will be good <laughs>
0: you'll be all right that's really yeah. weird how that works out just a nice you were like give me give me a monopoly piece and we'll be okay here yeah. don't have to worry it covers about everything <laughs> all right buddy love you we'll talk to you next monday all right guys i'll see you that's jeremy con 1057 the fan big bad morning show Uh, If you have not picked up the uh, print issue of PressBox, I actually, the plan originally for our photo shoot was that we were going to cover myself with this print issue of PressBox. The irony is it says larger than life right there on the cover because the story is about Mark Andrews. Thought that that would be a clever play. Um, We found some other shots that we think we might end up using instead, Mm. so I don't know if that's the shot. We we took plenty of those pictures. Do we share those somehow? Like. Uh, and if they're not used in the no, calendar? No, because we need people to buy the calendar.
6: No, no, I mean the lar- if the larger-than-life ones don't see the calendar. Nope,
0: we're not giving anyway. I'm only showing skin for the <laughs> calendar. You're not getting. You guys all want your freebies. Everybody wants their freebies. Yeah. They all want their taste. Well, you've been talking about starting an OnlyFans. I know. So. This, it's going to cost you. Well, maybe after the calendar, <laughs> after the calendar's been out for a little while. Store these photos. We get to like February or so, something like that. Maybe, I'll think about it, and, and OnlyFans to benefit a charity. But we're not doing nothing for free i'm still mad at my wife about that by the way i told my, everyone my wife when i did that stupid car wash i said <laughs> not stupid it was lovely i had a lovely day um it's, it's unfair uh i said you can't she kept asking if she could take a picture i said no you cannot no i need people to come to the car wash and of course she shows up at the car wash and starts taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> and then posting them on Facebook. My wife! Can't do that. You want to see the goods? And I know you do. You've been asking me for years. When you going to do full nude? When are you going to get there? I get it all the time. Sh- you and Shannon Sweeney. I get it. It's the two of us always have, we're so demanding. When are we going to get to see everything? Well, she went ahead and did it. Now it's time for me. Shannon right. Sweeney? Is that her name? Uh, Sydney Sweeney. Sydney, yeah, Sweeney. Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. Whatever the hell her yeah, name yeah, yeah. is. I don't know what her name is. How would I know what her name is? I'm 40. <laughs> Sydney I guess you're pretty close. Was... Sydney Sweeney, who's also lovely. I'm sure Shannon's lovely too. Maybe it's her sister. I hear their uh, their family might be. I might yeah, my, yeah. That's, might be a does. few questions about the old Sweeney the Sweeney's. family. Yeah, the Sweeney's. <laughs> Uh The point is, uh, we did attempt to have this and held in front of me this larger than life issue of Pressbox. Mark Andrews is on the cover. Great cover story from Bo Smoko. Go get it for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox, read it all pressboxonline.com. When we come back in, tidbit, tubular, wind down for a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling. A complete outdoor cooking appliance, the Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone from novices to grill masters to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. Constructed out of thick ceramic, the Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at Ginsu. Ginsugrills.com. That's Ginsugrills.com. Come in for glory burgers, glory wings, there's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food,
8: good service sports. The Maryland lottery presents Ravens greatest plays. It was called the mile high miracle, a 70 yard touchdown pass against Denver with 30 seconds left to send the game into overtime. The Ravens eventually won, propelling them to the championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Diane from Annapolis. Diane played Raven Scratch-Offs and won season tickets for 20 years. You could be next. Play Raven Scratch-Offs with instant prizes up to $100,000, and please play responsibly.
0: and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery.
3: Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookie's every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show
0: too. It just seems, it's the guy that runs the company that's saying that. It just sort of seems like maybe he should be a little bit more encouraging about what it is that we're doing here. Uh, Final segment of a Monday edition of the program today's show also brought to you by the maryland five Star. see olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the mars maryland five star at fair hill presented by brown advisory october 13th through 16th in cecil county um john proctor i'm not looking forward to seeing jamar chase play the ravens in upcoming games although mm. cincinnati's line has been giving up sacks like candy yeah, that's. I mean, that would be the one thing that you'd be encouraged by. Boy, the Bengals in trouble at 0 and 2. I say in trouble. It's two games into the season. They're not really in trouble. Um, but it it hasn't looked good. Obviously for the Bengals, they have not been the team that we saw them becoming late into last season and into the postseason with the you know super explosive offense that we expected. Will they get that fixed? I don't know. I mean, they thought. It's interesting. We definitely had somebody on, and when I talked about. I can't remember who we had on before the season. We were talking about the division. They brought up like, mm, oh, you know, it might have been on the radio show. It might have been uh, my, Greg Rosenthal, my uh, my partner from NFL.com and, and NFL Network, um, who said, eh, they spent a lot of money, but I'm not really sure that they actually upgraded their offensive line. And what he pointed out was like they did the bit where you can only sign the guys that are available, and so you have to throw a bunch of money in order to get them because they're available. But I remember him saying, I'm not really sure – how good some of these guys actually are.
6: The there was a quote from Leo Collins going around yesterday that was like before the season he was like they're talking about like Joe Burrow being sacked a lot and he was like yeah that's going to change now that I'm here. And
0: uh <laughs> <so>. <laughs> hasn't. No. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And again, I still like there will be people that will be like, "Oh, you know, you had the chance to get Penny Soul and you took Jamar Chase." Yeah, you took Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. you're not going to get me to do this. <laughs> this is the who was it that um it was, uh, it was, uh, who was the cornerback that went right before Ronnie Stanley? Uh, it was oh, uh, G- uh, Ramsey, right? It was Jalen oh, yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Like, I, again, I know that we feel differently about it now because Ronnie Stanley, since the injury, it's been a disaster, but you couldn't get me to be mad about that. Like, you got Ronnie Stanley. That's a really good pick. Yes, Jalen Ramsey's really good, but Ronnie Stanley's really good. Now, of course, we feel far differently about that today. Yeah. Than we did before he got hurt, but in the moment you couldn't get me to to have that debate and 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 fight about that because you got a really good football player. <sighs> um, Bengals are a mess. Bengals are a mess. Which is the good, the only good thing out of yesterday for the Ravens was everybody in the division lost. So you know, no no harm no foul, I guess. Yeah. But you got to be better than this. Like you have to be better than this, plain and simple. Uh, Nick Kelly messages. And it disturbs me. Nick Kelly, my friend, who at least who I thought was my friend, says the following. Says, Hey Glenn, I know this is a crappy morning football wise. My personal opinion is if the running game was better, the defense isn't on the field as much in the fourth quarter, and yesterday doesn't become the disaster that it was. Okay, agree. I'm extremely worried about the offensive line and the run game. I think a balanced offense might help the D, and hopefully when Bowser returns, things will get better on that side. But I'm not optimistic about Dobbins or Edwards coming back and everything just going back to normal on the offense. Okay, I mean, all reasonable. But that's neither here nor there. Oh? What I wanted to email you about was this. My wife stumbled upon this recipe this weekend and asked me if I could ever eat this, and we both agreed no chance it's called hoop fish bake and somehow it includes pollock fillets and spaghettios maybe this is your next food bet thanks nick (laughs) sends me the recipe here's what you need two 13 ounce pollock fillets defrosted and chopped into bite-sized chunks 10 cherry tomatoes, halved or two tomatoes, chopped. 3 green onions, finely chopped. 2 red chilies, thinly sliced. 7 florets of broccoli, chopped roughly. What does it mean, chopped roughly? <laughs> like the way that you chop them? That's some rough chopping that you're doing there, Steve. Or it's just a loose chopping. Like. I, don't, I don't really. Know. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's like a weird. Or you could use defrosted frozen broccoli with all the moisture squeezed out. Okay. Uh, one teaspoon salt, one teaspoon smoked paprika, two 13 and a half ounce cans of spaghetti hoops, such as SpaghettiOs, drained. I like SpaghettiOs. With fish? <laughs> First of all, one. <laughs> really? Do you really like SpaghettiOs? Yeah. I know you're young, but you're not 12.
6: I know, but I, if- Come on. If there was nothing in my, in my kitchen,
0: but there was a can of SpaghettiOs sitting there, I'd be like, you know what? Um, it's not the worst part. so there's two things that jump out at me about this one yes this sounds truly awful Nick <laughs> this I don't I, I don't know how this exists two I love while, how precise the recipe is. while it does come off a little bit forced and I said I don't want to do these things when they're forced I want them to be more uh, broad than that I could also find it being the type of thing that if we put a video out uh, and, and Micah sent me the video I don't know if it's up on YouTube or uh, TikTok yet it's we gotta it. work on that mm-hmm. uh, I thought I gave Micah the sign in so hopefully he'll post it himself um I, I could see it maybe being the type of thing that like gets you a little bit of, maybe, maybe, gets a little like, people are like, what is that? And they look it up, I don't know if you can find, if you search Hoopfish Bake on the internet, I don't know if it'll come up and get you the answers that you're looking for. See what happens. But I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. The real issue is it requires work. Oh yeah, never mind, this looks so awful. Yeah, you know, it's it's horrendous, yes. But that's the real problem. Yeah. It,
6: yes. It requires work.
0: I, the the other ones we've done required very little work. I absolutely cannot do this work. So if Griffin wanted to make this a side bet for this week's picks, the problem is, it, even if I lost, he would still have to be the one that that prepared the food. Now I I'd, I'd be willing to eat it, and I'll pay him. You know, I'd, I'd pay him for all of the the costs. Like I do all of that. But I I just don't have the time right now. We got.
6: Yeah. Busy week. I, my I sister it. might want to make it. Like she she enjoys cooking and so I think I like I could I could like she would help me is what I'm saying cuz I'm so, I'm not a great cook.
0: So do you want to
6: do it? Yeah, why not? I, I I I don't know why she wouldn't want to. So
0: yeah. You know, you've lost the last 2 weeks. Yeah, head, I know. head to head.
6: So so the so uh the law of averages say I'm due to like completely flip that. You understand in
0: betting that there's no such thing, right? Like there's no such thing as being due in betting. Like you understand that, right? No, I don't. I I believe. Yeah, I I know. I believe there's such thing. That's, that's how they get you. That's, that's, that's how betting works is that's how they get you. Now for what it's worth, I'm not trying to, I, I absolutely, I, it's, it's pure luck. Uh, You can't watch the NFL yesterday and think that the results are anything other than pure luck. There is no skill involved in knowing who is going to win these games or what they're going to win them by. Um, if you will make it, I'll do a hoop fish bake side bet with you for this week's picks. All right, but you, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. Uh, I'm using bandwidth a lot now. When I try to explain to people what's going on, I'm like, dude, I just don't have the bandwidth. That's where I am. That's my, that's my thing. I'm a, I'm an 80 year old man. Um, I just don't have the bandwidth to be able to ha- to be able to prepare something like this. But you, if I lose, yeah, I think the so, Ravens play at one on Sunday. Yes, if yeah, I lose. I, I think, will, but you won't have the answer because we might pick the Sunday night game this week. Okay. So you well, I mean, not, well, I'd still be making
6: it. Like one of us will be eating it. Oh, either way, like, yeah, right? Is what yeah. you're saying?
0: Well, or both of us if we or tie. both of us, If yeah. we tie, and and what are we saying? Because this is like this is a casserole. This is we're not going to eat the entirety of the casserole. I guess. Um, how much? I mean, how much of it are we're we're we? We're going
6: to make the whole thing too. I guess you're
0: going to make the whole thing. I I think maybe like a plate's worth. Something like that is what someone would have to eat. Yeah, like a
6: a, a square.
0: Or, I mean, like like a lasagna-sized yeah. piece is yeah. what we're talking about.
6: Yeah, that's,
0: I'm a, all right. Yeah, all right, we'll go with that. Lasagna-sized amount of the casserole is what somebody would have to eat in this circumstance.
6: Pollock fillets. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm I, like I don't mind fish and like. Yeah. But fish and spaghettios? That's a giant no, dog. Like, I <laughs> what? What the hell are we doing? What? What? This is like when we did the milk and spaghetti pie with Ken Zales a couple years ago. Like, what in the milk world? And spaghetti, is like going the milk on? was in the yes, ooh. it was truly disturbing. The breadcrumb right. topping sounds like that has potential. No, it does not. Stop. <laughs> no, it does not. Actually, that's the part that I, I least look forward to because I don't eat bread. <laughs> oh. so, so that would be a big problem. All right, let's, uh, we're winding down. Let's get a, a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by Glory Day's Grill, where I promise you the food is so much better <laughs> than this. Oh, my God. They would never serve this to you at Glory Day's Grill. They have the Oktoberfest menu going at Glory Day's Grill. We tried all of it. The brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage sandwich. Oh, my God. The cheddar ale soup, which is great on its own, but also good for dipping the delicious Bavarian pretzels that you can get. How about... The Bavarian burger on the pretzel bun melted in my mouth. The chicken schnitzel. Ah! God, I've had dreams since we had all that food in here last week. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in now. All right, I got a couple things to go over
6: uh, since yesterday in the NFL. Um, obviously, the first one, uh, Kadri mentioned it, it was the 0 and 711 teams uh, were. That Not was their great. record. The last 12 years from
0: 2011. But I, but I believe the number is even more dramatic for what the Jets did. Um, I believe it's like, yeah, it's like let me thousands. See. It's been oh, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. It was thousands. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, from 2011 to 2022, it was from ESPN Stats and Info. Uh, teams that were leading by 21 points or more in the fourth quarter were 711-0. and 0. Of course, the Ravens lost. Um, the Jets won that I have here. The Jets, uh, teams down by 13 in the final two minutes. They had lost 2,229 straight games. The last win was in two thousand one
0: when the Chicago Bears they beat the Cleveland. I, Bears. I did see that actually. You know what? I did see that. Um, and you know the funny part is, I uh, Griffin did check our bets. So we do. We give some um, uh, tips for everybody on the uh, live casino and hotel social media pages. And my bets this week were Mark Andrews anytime touchdown score. Let's go back to the well. So good job, thumbs up on that. My other one, of course, was the Browns. I believe it was also my lock winner when Stan and I did our uh, picks this week. And if Nick Chubb just goes down, I would not be able. I would if I was doing radio in Cleveland, like I, everybody would be furious with me because they'd be like, dude, the defense blew it. Like I, I would not be able to stop talking about this. You win the game. They actually would have won the game if Kareem. It's you know what's even crazier? It's back-to-back plays. Kareem Hunt, the play before went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't go out of bounds,
6: they just kneel it. They, they, the, yeah. they go
0: to the two minute warning, and then it's three kneels. The Jets have no timeouts. The game's over. If Kareem Hunt just goes out of bounds, then. I got to rewatch. Nick Chubb, I want to go back and watch it. If he this just hole. goes down at the two yard line, the game is over. I gotta, over. I got to see Flacco's face during this while like this is going down. We and need, need, to, to, talk about, we need to talk about win <laughs> probability. We need to talk about it because it's getting embarrassing. There are way too many times where you are listed as having a 99.9% chance of winning a game, that it is not a 99.9% chance of winning. I don't know about ESPN's system, but they've got to fix it. The Ravens did not have a 99.9% chance of winning the game yesterday. They might have had a 95% chance. They might have had a 97%. But everything cannot be 99.9. There is weight. 99.9 is... you. You're in victory formation because there is still a .1% chance that you fumble the snap in victory formation but anytime you're not in victory formation you can't have a 99.9% chance of winning a football game they gotta fix their system, man. There's been way too much. I know it's like it gets a lot of tweets and retweets. Like, look at this. But it's insane. This system is flawed somehow. Not everyone has a 99.9% chance of winning a football game just because they have a lead. There is way too much that can happen in the course of a football game. Uh, another one, Lamar. He was the he became the
6: first NFL player in NFL history to have a 75-yard passing touchdown and a
0: 75-yard uh, rushing touchdown in the same game. That's crazy. The other thing that jumps out to me, by the way, that's unique to this. Um, it's so. So it's so disconnected from the what you're this goes back to the way that the offense and defense work in the NFL. When Chase Edmonds broke that run yesterday and there's still about a minute left, the Ravens had to let him score. They had to let I I know that they can't. They never will. Especially because it's only a three point game, so in their mind they still can get a stop and force a field goal and it's only a tie at that point. But man, yeah. It, the worst thing that happened there was tackling Chase Edmonds. Because instead, you only got the ball back with 14 seconds instead of getting the ball back with 40-some seconds. And timeouts to try to go score a touchdown and win. Like, that, this is the NFL now, man. It's like arena football. It is next to impossible to play defense. It's it's not impossible, but it's next to impossible. Sorry, go
6: ahead. Um, Tua also became the fifth player in NFL history with four passing touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, and he was uh, and he was the second quarterback to ever throw four touchdown passes in the fourth quarter on the road, joining Joe Montana, who did oh, it in 1989. Two yeah.
0: greatest quarterbacks of all time. Tua. Joe Montana and Tua Tungavalo. Yes.
6: Uh, Joe Flacco also became the... Obviously, the, the other,
0: other storyline, a heck of a weekend for the Tungavalo. Yeah. yeah.
6: I mean, good but, for them. N- don't feel good about it. <laughs> anyway. uh, Joe Flacco, he became the first Jets quarterback with 300 passing yards and four touchdowns since Vinny Testaverde uh, in 2000 against the Dolphins. That was on the Monday Night Miracle. Um, and then the last one I have is it was the second day in NFL history that saw three 13-point comebacks. Ah, uh, the last, the only other time that happened was October fourth, nineteen ninety-two. So yesterday, the Jets came back thirteen down thirteen. Yeah, Dolphins the, came back and, and, the, and Cardinals. the Cardinals yep. against the Raiders. Yep. Um, all right. So t- with my tidbit, Joe Flacco, uh, he led his twenty-fifth career game-winning drive yesterday against the against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so I wanted to know, and that actually puts him uh, among active quarterbacks. He is ninth with twenty-five game-winning drives. So I want to know if you can name uh, the top ten. So eight guys ahead of him, and the one guy that rounds out the top ten. Uh, Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady, number one, 54. He is also, I think he I mean, I had the, he is tied with Peyton for all, 54 all-time games. So
0: maybe backs. Peyton Manning would be, <laughs> is he on the list? No, no, among
6: active guys, among active guys. So active quarterbacks uh, um, is my tidbit question. Oh, I was okay. just throwing out there that Sorry. Peyton among all-time, the all-time, all-time, yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, number four, yes, 33 game-winning drives for Broncos country. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, number two, 42, tied for second, 42 game-winning drives. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, number seven, 27 game-winning drives for Aaron Rodgers. I know he didn't win a lot, but Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, there you go, number two. He's tied with Matt Ryan, 42 game-winning so,
0: drives. So it starts to get interesting around here because you get past the guys that have been in the league for forever, mm-hmm. and you've got to start thinking about either guys that have done it so much in a short amount of time or guys that have just sort of hung around long enough that they could crack. So Kirk Cousins, for example. Kirk
6: Cousins rounds out the top 10. He has 20 game-winning drives in his 10-year NFL career.
0: Now it's the guys that have done a lot and a little. Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes is not up there yeah, yet. Yeah, it's tough. It's, yeah. it's he a only short has amount has only
6: 10 game-winning drives in his five-year career. i, to, I
0: don't got to figure out how they're defining game-winning drives then because that number is shallow. That's a shallow number. I guess just because they're always winning most of the time. Yeah, I think there's something off about that number. I think it's how how they're defining game winning drives. Like, it's game winning drives in what part of the fourth quarter or something like that? Because what they're saying, he's just always ahead, so they don't give him a game winning drive. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, I I get that. Um, Dak. Dak Prescott, 11. He
6: is not in the top 10. Or, well, 17 game-winning drives. He's 11th among active uh, Ryan players. Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, game ahead of Joe Flacco. He has 26 game-winning drives. surprising. Yeah. Um, I guess because he just gets a hand it off to Derrick Henry, and then he runs. And I hear you. Derrick Carr. There you go. Derrick Carr, number five. He has 30 game-winning drives. There's Four. one more on this list. One more. He is a backup, so he's not a current starter. Um, backup, but, um, not. Matt Schaub still in the league? No, not Matt Schaub. I don't think
0: he is still in the league. Either. I have no idea if he's still in the league or not. A up. All right, wait. It's twelve twenty-four. What? Who is it? It is Andy Dalton.
6: Oh right, yeah, backing up. Uh, James, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Correct. That's oh, right. Yeah. he yeah, Andy Dalton is fifth.
0: All right. Very good. By the way, Jameis threw three interceptions yesterday. That's that's so weird. He almost never does that. So weird how we keep trying to convince ourselves that this is going to be Jameis's year. Just. This this'll be the one. This will be the Bucks one. Bucks might have a good defense. Who knows? They do have a good defense, but Jameis Winston throws a lot of interceptions. It's it's yeah. who he is. Like it's intrinsic. Who do, to they, him. Have, who do they have this week? Eh?
6: I've uh, got to figure out if I want to start him at quarterback.
0: All right. uh boy, I might have to play him I've got a league where I got Russell Wilson and I've got some questions.
6: <laughs> I decided to start Marcus Mariota yesterday over nope. Jameis. So. I I mm-hmm. I was uh, I was beating my friend by uh it was he didn't have he only had one player going in the one o'clock window so it was a, it was a defense i think it was the dolphins defense actually okay and he, i was beating him 84 to negative four at one point oh wow and uh, but after the ravens lost i just kind of checked out i have not checked yeah. the score yeah so i don't even know if i yeah. i think i'm winning I, all
0: right here's coming up totally good. tubular wise uh totally tubular brought to you by the fanduel Sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland the best place to watch and bet on every big time sporting event thursday night football this tonight monday night football double header where are you gonna go Watch both the games. The media wall, unlike you don't have to choose. They're both going to be right there in front of you uh, to bet on both games tonight, Monday Night Football. Reserve your spot by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. Uh, Orioles tonight uh, open up a series of the Tigers, 7 o'clock on Mass and 2, Tyler Wells versus Tyler Alexander. How about that? It's a Tyler Tyler showdown tonight. Uh, ESPN for Titans, Bills at 7.15, then ABC for Vikings, Eagles at 8.30. I don't get it. Like I don't know why you wouldn't just do a doubleheader, but... Um, Whatever. I that's. They, what I think they said like the the ratings for the ten o'clock Eastern start times are just. Well, they're probably really not bad good. I understand, so but like, away. I is it gonna? Are they gonna have great ratings when there's two games going on at the same time? I don't know. Guess I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Whatever. sure. Massin for International Braves at seven twenty. MLB Network. Twins. Guardians at one. Mariners. Angels at four. Mets. Brewers seven thirty. Diamondbacks. Dodgers at ten thirty. In the USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw at eight. Anything non sports wise?
6: Um. Yeah. Season twenty two of The Voice premieres tonight. Camila Caballo. Oh, good. Is uh, one of the new. I it was Cabello. Cabello. Cab- Cabello. I'm sure, we'll go with Cabello. She's one of the new uh, judges or whatever they do on that. Um, let's see. Kevin can himself. New episode of that. Best in Dough is a new show premiering on Hulu. It's like a pizza making competition. Nothing. Sure. Nothing. I mean,
0: I, what do you want me to say here?
6: <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I thought you might, like, y'all thought you liked the cooking stuff. Uh, let's I, see, I like Masters.
0: Sh- I don't know what this is.
6: Johnny Knoxville is going to be on Kimmel. Um, What's he plugging? So, there's a new show called Reboot, I think. It's coming out on Hulu on Wednesday or Thursday or mm-hmm. something. Um, but Knoxville's in it. Keegan Michael Key, uh, somebody else. Mm-hmm. That, but Keegan Michael Key's going to be on Corden plugging it there. Okay. So, it, it seems, I don't I know. It want looks, it, I want to
0: like the idea, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it looks okay. Idea, I think it you
6: know? comes out on Wednesday okay. on Hulu. Um, But yeah, so Knoxville's going to be on Kimmel. The Black Eyed Peas are performing on James Corden as well. Ken Burns and Anaday Armas on Stephen Colbert tonight.
0: Very good. Um,. Sure. Thank, find it all at glenclarkradio.com. <laughs> yeah, thanks today. There. Thanks to Kadri. Thanks to uh, Rita. Thanks to Jeremy. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the archives. Tab it's it's Talk Clark- Like a Pirate Day, so I had to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, tab at Uh Anything tomorrow? Um, stuff and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Big day of stuff and things tomorrow. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and announce it. We know who Tyus Bowser's guest is going to be for the Tyus Bowser show tomorrow night. You perhaps heard of him. His name is Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey will join Tyus Bowser tomorrow night at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash bowser. We're still working on some final details about Marlon. I know you'll be able to meet him. I'm not going to promise that you can get, you can definitely get a free autograph from Tyus. I can't promise that yet with Marlon, but we're going to work on those details. What we know is that Marlon will definitely be there and you will be able to meet him tomorrow night at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. That is a promise. All right. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, the Maryland Lottery, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Aids Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grill, Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin. You can follow him on Twitter at Griffin underscore bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glen Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.